0: Today is gonna be a good day Good morning Don't care
1: what anybody else
0: says. How are you feeling about the day ahead? Oh,
1: oh, oh I don't need a budget cookie to tell me
0: only you can make that choice. And you've already made one good choice. You've got your radio tuned into to Lou.
2: Don't touch me because I'm close to the edge.
0: He's live the next four hours answering your questions. How
3: do you clean
4: a wooden kitchen floor? I have an old PVC shower base that has got stains in it. How can I get rid of these stains? To ensure
0: your day is a good one. Time now for the man himself, your host with the most, Lou Manfredini and House Smarts Radio.
2: Let's make it a good day. Good morning. It's me, Lou Manfredini. This is House Smarts Radio. Our phone number is 857-557-4LOU. 857-557-4568. Good morning to Lindsay. Good morning. Uh, we got Dave Schwan in this morning. Mark Carmen. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, How's everybody morning. doing, Doing well. My best uh, the my f- fun line already, the feisty guard. You like I that like one? That. You like I that? I like the word feisty. Feisty.
5: Yeah, I I I put in an extra effort today. Let it be known. I am going adjectives and oh. verbs, the whole oh, deal.
2: Oh, so while well, you better hang on cuz we've got a really good word for you uh Coming up after seven o'clock, I know Shawnee uh, is very excited. He oh, I was thinking about it day. yesterday, just anticipating coming in and wondering what. Well, the Lindsay, the I think is going to bring be. both of you to your knees on this one.
1: You are going to be, you going to
2: yeah, you are going to be like screaming for mercy on this one. <laughs> oh wow. wow, okay, mama mia! It's even, it's a. Fr- I am going to say it's, it's a French derivative.
0: Ah, wee oui, wee.
2: Oui. <laughs> I tuned oui, out. I oui, am already. Yeah, I don't know how you're going to work this in,
5: Carm. Cheating. It's cheating. Something. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll, yeah. Maybe mm-hmm. I'll, I'll call up Dave Ennett. He'll tell me how
2: to do it. Right, right. Which, by the way, speaking of Dave Ennett, I mean, we all love Dave Ennett. But that you mentioned uh, the Cats lost to Purdue in overtime. I was, uh, I was uh, out to dinner. My wife and I were out to dinner with our eldest son. And uh, then we, uh, we were leaving the place and the game was on. We jumped back in the car and there's like you know three minutes left. And the cats are right in it, right? They're within, they take the lead, they lose the lead, back and forth, back and forth. And Dave in it is just so excited. It was so intense, you know, that we got to uh, Quinn and his wife's uh, condo and we're in the car and we're like, well, we're just going to sit here because we, we wanted to wait and hear what happened. Uh, and it was just such a great call. And uh, he just does such a great job at Dave. And they should make him sports director at the station.
5: Yeah. And he Dave's the best, obviously. And the fact that Lou Manfredini sat in his car yeah, for good, Northwestern brilliant. basketball. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, we're yeah. in the golden era here, Lou. This is that.
2: it's. You know, they're playing number two Purdue on the road, and you right. were all in. That's awesome. I was all in, and Purdue uh, Northwestern obviously has their number because they have they give Purdue a hard time with that giant that they have. The guy is just massive.
5: Yeah, and he got every single call and they shot 46 free throws to the Cats eight free throws. But you know, don't worry about it. I'm not I'm not still thinking about it.
2: <laughs> it was very good. Very fun. I highly recommend uh, when you listen to uh WGN radio and the Cats games around pay attention cuz the the games are good, but uh, just listening to Dave and, and Billy McKinney, they have a nice chemistry on the air and it it sounds really really good. Very nice. Um all right, so we got a word of day coming up, and uh, now are you guys, uh, uh, Lindsay? I know you do, but Dave, or uh, uh, yeah, Dave and, and Mark, are you movie goers? Yeah, like the up to a point. Um, you know, I um, have been doing more and more of that here in the past year or so. Uh, Carm, you, you go see the movies. I mean, in 1986,
5: I loved it, but it's... it's you, you loved Back to the Future 1, 2, and 3? I mean, sure, yes. The natural as a kid, flash the dance, natural. I was there. Sure. Nowadays,
2: not that often, Lou. Well, we, we have... Uh, Lindsay and I had a couple of assignments because uh, there was a caller a few weeks ago, and I made a Karate Kid reference, oh. and... Uh, Lindsay had no idea what I was talking about. Oh, come on. uh, She's giving me the sort of, she sort of had it, but I go, what? And then she goes, well, have you ever seen Adventures in Babysitting? Nope. And I was like, nope.
0: But you haven't either, Carmen? No. Come on. What is wrong with you people?
2: Okay, so we had an assignment. We promised each other we would both watch it. I then, in fact, went and watched uh, Adventures in Babysitting. Ironically... Both movies have Elizabeth Shoe in it.
0: I think that's how right? it came up. I had. Right. Yes.
2: Somehow we were talking about Elizabeth yeah. Shoe. You know, because that's what we talk about on a home improvement totally. radio show. I, right. I, I do love Elizabeth Shoe. <laughs> she's an attractive woman who's now 60. What I think is wow. hilarious now when you look at these movies from the 80s and then, you know, we all have our phones in our laps and then you Google, like, how old is Elizabeth Shoe? She's 60. Right. And, uh, yeah, and, and that. she's aged well. Um, so anyway, Adventures in Babysitting, it was funny. I mean, and, maybe... and it was, you know, shot in Chicago. What's interesting is, uh, the Illinois license plate hasn't changed since the eighties because there were many shots of the Illinois plates, you know, with the car pulling up, we need to, with that new secretary of state, we need to update the, I think that's a great way to, you know, spice things up. Let's get a new license plate.
6: We've Right. New changed design. A little.
2: Yeah, we had to to, uh, get new ones here, register for new ones a few years ago. Yeah, I know, uh, but the actual design of it, I mean. Oh, it's very similar. It's the same. Very similar, yeah. Not the same. It's pretty similar. Can't we have something like, you know, a big, you know, or the land of Lincoln. Can't we have like a big penny in the center or something like that? That would be fun. There it is. Right? Throw that that out there. Yep. Okay. Well, anyway, so, go ahead. Well, so,
0: I... I also did my assignment, and I watched Karate Kid, and I feel as if I have been deprived of a childhood portion of my life. You're I am like in my Karate Kid era. I'm like telling everyone else about the movie, and they're like, "Yeah."
2: At <laughs> one point, did you then? walk through the house and do the thing where you got up on oh. one foot?
0: My daughter and, and I like- are yes, bonsai. I mean, we like <laughs> yell it through the house. We're like thirty five years too late, but.
2: Show me it's Wax classic. On. that 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 uh, that Mr Miyagi. He's the best. He's the best. The late great Pat Morita. He's been in so Thank many you. movies. He's so good. Have this you watched the, the second piece of one
0: advice yet? You've ever given me.
5: <laughs> <laughs> okay, well I got that going. For I love that much. it stood the test of time, and,
2: oh and Lindsay gosh. liked it to this level. Well, of, yeah.
0: Not only me, but my daughters liked it. I mean, they were we were like, cheering on the TV. Come on, you can
2: do well, it. it so, so and here's sweet. the thing. Here was the, the nugget for me in Adventures of Babysitting. So you made a rejoin that had the uh, music from it. And uh, in the movie, there's a scene where the uh, kids end up at what is Fitzgerald's, but it's a blues club. And someone that I listened to a ton in the 80s and 90s, Albert Collins, is that singer who's a blues singer from chicago i used to play albert collins like crazy i loved his music and i hadn't thought about it in forever and it was so good it was that scene was so funny so it's so i best. recommend both the, the karate kid <laughs> and adventures in babysitting to get your 80s on <laughs> right that'll be funny then later on I have another 80s I have a bunch of movie Ooh. recommendations coming up later on.
0: Yes. I mean, I know this is home improvement, but I did do the other assignment you gave me, which was to watch the m- pop movie.
2: The Greatest Night in Pop. Yeah, yeah, that one. And Dave Schwann, you got to watch this. Andy maybe or Andy. Uh Mark, maybe you too. It's The Greatest the making, Night uh, in Pop. Yeah, it's the it's the the making of the song "We Are the World." Oh, okay. Eighties oh throwback today, and it is very good. That would be good, yeah. And it's uh, you know it's they've got a bunch of people that were in the the song and the then video, but they have all this behind the scenes stuff: how the song came to be, how quickly it all had to record, and how they got all of those singers in the same room. In the same
5: night, I am all in. I, I, there's like some TikToks out there of just behind-the-scenes
2: video that I've watched way too much. Of. This is amazing. I'm so excited. It's on Netflix. It's very good. It's one of these um, feel-good. You know, there's no. It's just fun, and all of a sudden, oh, there's Prince. Oh, there's Sheila E. Oh, there's Michael Jackson. There's Lionel Richie. There's Bruce Springsteen. There's Kim Carnes. Ray Charles. Kenny had an Rogers. Performance, yeah, really good. Really? Yeah. Willie Nelson, right? Who's, who's like, look, he's young and younger. Bob Dylan,
0: I mean, Bob House Dylan Bob was, yeah. was like, didn't know what to do with himself.
2: Stevie he Wonder's in there too, not. isn't he? Sure. What's that? that? Stevie Wonder, <laughs> isn't he involved in Stevie that? Stevie Wonder, yeah. Uh, Al Jarreau, Al Harry Belafonte. It's it's good.
0: Like the he was like the, fa- he was like the cre- creator of it. He easy, was, he got easy,
2: the- easy. Oh. Spoiler, whoop. easy. <laughs> Tune in next week. <laughs> 857 557 Lou. 857 557 4568 is our phone number. Lou Manfredini, House Smarts Radio. It is 619 in the morning. Phone lines are open. We've got word of the day coming up a little bit later on. We're going to speak with um, JC Phelan, who is the uh, chairman of the auto show, which starts next week. This very show is going to be coming from the floor of the auto show, uh, which will be uh, a lot of fun. And. Um, we have a way uh, for our Noodle 2, a product that's going to help you keep your washing machine clean, which I think you'll find pretty interesting. But let's do this. We'll take a quick break, and we'll be back right after this.
0: You're tuned in to Lou oh, Wow, It's perfect. It's just what we're looking for. You may be living in your dream home. Honey, ducks! But it's not always a dream to take care of. So if you've got questions, now is the time to call.
7: Cue the deer. Lou
0: Manfredini and House Smarts Radio.
2: I'm fixing a hole where the rain gets in and stops my mind from wandering. 857-557-4LOU, 857-557-4568. house smarts radio let's go to the phone lines uh this is uh mark in lockport hey mark good morning you're on house smarts radio hi lou how you doing i'm doing great what's going on well you know we just had the the terrible cold
8: snap mm. and our bay window in front was popping and i know uh, uh we now have some foggy patches in it and i was just wondering is this something that's an instantaneous fix or is this uh as you grow tired of it, Dix, and as the wife gets tired of seeing foggy windows.
2: Right, right. Um, you know, the the uh, I was I was uh, on with Lisa Dent earlier this week, and uh, Steve Bertrand asked me a question about, you know, the Dixmore uh, issue they're having with um, their water mains with breaking. With the water. And the, the extreme cold, when we get that kind of sub-zero temperature, all of our houses and all of our infrastructure – does stuff that it normally doesn't do. And, um, you know, it's when we get another cold snap, it's going to do it again. And there are, there are companies, if everything is fine, meaning that the windows operate and other than the fog in between the windows, um, you know, they work. There are companies that will come out and they will take the fog out of the existing windows and seal them back up. Now, Mm-hmm. I have no direct relationship with any company that does that, but I have heard from listeners over the last probably six or seven years who have used various services and have been pretty happy with the results. Now, what I will say to you is, with a bow window like that, you said a bow or a bay, bay. And how old is the window?
8: Original, so it's at least thirty years. Okay.
2: And there's how many how, how many panes are are giving you a pain? <laughs>
8: Uh, at least two yeah
2: so i'm gonna guess that you know to have them come out let's say it's a 500 dollars fix i'm making that number up uh-huh. but um you know it's probably right. it's probably around that and i mean it's cheaper than a window for sure but if you have getting some movement out of that bay we get another cold snap it's probably going to open it up again but right uh, i mean you know if you spend five hundred bucks and it looks good for a couple of years, and then you use that time to get different estimates on windows and budget for new windows, you know, at least it buys you a little time and it looks good. <laughs> okay, all right. That would be my. That would so be. Where do I find? Go ahead. Is that a yellow pages kind of thing? Yeah, I mean, if you do a quick Google search and say. Um, Remove fog from glass, right? Thermal pane glass. You'll get a right. bunch of companies that pop up in the Chicagoland area. But again, I, I mean, All right. I would love to. Ha- you know, uh, we don't have a sponsor that does this. I'm, I'm not, I'm not a hundred, I'm not a hundred percent sure of the process. I know what they do is they, they do drill into the side of the the jam of the extension, and they use a, a vacuum. To pull out the air and then they put something in there to seal it all back up. And I've seen the results yeah. and it looks pretty good. Okay. All right. Well thanks, Lou. You got it. I appreciate you calling this morning. All right, have a good day. You too. Eight five seven five five seven four Lou. Eight five seven five five seven four five six eight. This is Mike in Chicago. Good morning, Mike. You're on House Mart's Radio.
1: Hey,
9: good morning, Lou. Hey, I have a question for you. I installed a perimeter basement system probably about 15 years ago, and uh, it was working well up until, you know, probably about uh, a few weeks ago. Mm. Um, and water's coming in, the, you know, where the uh, basement floor meets the uh, wall. I had my plumber come out, and he checked the uh, main sewer line uh, going out to the city main. said, you know, that, that's fine. Um, and he said, uh, "You know, it's probably in the uh, perimeter system where it's coming in. Unfortunately, it, you know, these properties are in the uh, Detroit area, so I couldn't call uh, Perma Seal. But I did contact one company. They said, if it's not our system, we won't touch it. Hmm. So what what do I do to
2: diagnose the problem? Well, okay." So the issue is you have perimeter drain tile, so you have Correct. all around, and you have a sump pump. I do not have a sump pump. Oh, so you just have perimeter drain tile. Right. And the water you said is coming up from the floor where it meets the wall. It's not rolling down the wall.
10: Correct.
1: Hmm.
2: Well... um. In your basement. So
9: could it your, be, your, uh, I,
2: I saw it in, your, your plumber, you said, looked at the main sewer line, but he didn't put a camera into the drain tile.
9: They have not done the uh, camera yet. So they they said a couple things. Uh, you know, we could do the uh, camera, um, and then potentially we could do a power flush mm-hmm. of the
2: line. You don't, remem- you is, don't do remember do power flush? You, do, you don't remember you don't They do
9: the power flush. Go ahead. Do they do the power flush of the PVC line?
2: Correct. So, if you don't have a okay. So wait, so you have no sump pump, you just have drain tile that is gravity feeding Correct. into the sewer line. Yes. Yeah, so my guess is something's clogged in there something is breached they're gonna in order to access is there a clean out anywhere or do they have to break up the floor
9: they would have to uh, break up the floor
2: okay so if you're ending up to break up the floor you probably should throw a pit in there and if you're lucky enough to have everything meet where it should meet um then um i'd put a sump pump in
9: Okay, and the benefit of the sump pump is what?
2: Well, so, you know, you're you're relying on gravity to move that water, and if you get a big heavy rainstorm um, coming in and that stuff fills up, you could still get a little water in there because only so much can go, right? And um, the mm-hmm. sump pump tends to keep that – if the line is – getting filled up with water and depending on again i don't know what they used 15 years ago if there's some breach and somehow debris is in there clogging that line you know they may do the power flush and do the camera you know they'll say okay we're going to dig a hole in the corner here and that's where we're going to go and um okay and so they may come to a spot where wow i can't get through here at all and they may have to break up the floor there as well is the basement completely finished
9: um, No, but it's a rental property, and the tenants use it. Got it. Got you it. know, play space yep. and, and all yep. that stuff.
2: I mean, <clears throat> they'll. I mean, Perma Seal, like a Perma Seal, I think will probably come out and do some work for you. I don't know how they would charge you for that. They offer plumbing services okay. as well. If you have a, and they could at least assess what you have, and and you could figure out what your next steps are.
9: Okay what would be a good way this over in the uh, detroit area uh, of oh. finding a company similar to they're
2: the part field. of they're part of a uh, 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 a group called basement systems and so if you search out okay. basement systems i think it's basement com. i'm sure there are uh contractors in the detroit area that are part of that program thanks so much for the phone call it's six thirty one in the morning we need to head into the WGN Radio Newsroom and check in with Dave Schwan.
0: He might not give you the answer you want. Come on.
2: Help me out. Who's helping me? She's there. She's on it. You
0: sing? Sing. But if nothing else, he'll make you smile. And maybe sing. I'll
2: sing I'll just... a song. Make it happy. So
0: now is the time to call. For
2: anyone else yeah. to say here. Right.
0: Please, now.
2: Sing <laughs> a song. I'm sorry, were you talking, Lindsay?
0: Here he is now, your host. That's
2: what I'll do. When people don't like the advice that I give, I'll just start singing. Lou
0: Manfredini and House Smarts Radio. Sing a
11: song. It's simple
2: to your whole life we can just go with this 857 Lou. 4 857 557
1: let's go back to the
2: phone lines this is uh conrad in wisconsin hey conrad good morning you're on how smarts radio good morning how may i help you sir Um, we
8: just moved into our new house and, uh, our, we've got double hung windows in there. Okay. Um, and they're leaking pretty good on the sides. Uh, I talked to the, the builder where we bought them from, uh, and, uh, they're saying we have to put all new seals in is this. A common thing for these uh
2: these are brand these are brand new windows
8: brand new windows and it's a brand you dealt with
2: <laughs> wow um I mean, the
8: breeze comes in there quite strong
2: wow so it's it's a breeze breeze meaning that it's leaking air not water yes okay
8: well it hasn't been it's been kind of cold up here. We haven't had water.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. No, I understand. Um, is it common? No. Have I heard about it? Yeah. I uh, I did a project probably 20 years ago where we put uh, a whole bunch of new windows from a, a manufacturer still around. Heard windows and made very good windows. And yep, uh, I of them. remember those? Yeah, they're uh, based in Wisconsin actually. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yes they are. I think they're in uh, Medford, maybe. That sounds. That seems yep. to ring a bell. That's, anyway. Um, they redesigned their double hungs. And on this project, we put these windows in and the first winter I get a call from the, uh, clients and they're like, these windows are leaking like crazy. I'm like, it's impossible. They're brand new. You know, I, I put these windows in like crazy and yep. they replaced every sash and every seal in that house. Her did because mm-hmm. we installed them, right? It wasn't, but they redesigned something and, you know, maybe, you have any you you have no idea who makes the windows that they put in right
8: no I do know the windows oh okay guys <laughs> say the name sure they're Marvin
2: yeah then they gotta come yeah. and fix them all that's crazy yeah are they uh are they the Marvin fiberglass windows yes yeah so they're their integrity line right yep yeah I mean
8: yeah and they're the thing that I noticed is on the sashes they have little grooves where the seal goes in and it's like these I don't know if the grooves are too deep but the seal isn't
2: long enough. Know,
8: big enough.
2: Right. Yes. Right. Did they send um, out did also, they did they send out a Marvin rep or did they did the builder not,
8: not, not yet. I just started, you know, dealing with it. Right. So uh <laughs> I, I had I did, I wanted to go out, uh, back home and check them, and I'm going I'm going to be going to the dealer again this week. Um, but what I did do is I took a piece of paper and I tilted out the window and then put the paper in there.
2: Right, and
8: I can literally on like ninety percent of the windows the paper all but falls out.
2: Even even when it's locked.
8: Locked
2: and everything wow no that's uh yeah that is a that's I mean, a how- that's a big that that i mean the thing is is that <clears throat> the seals on the side i could see yeah. if the installation was you know the way those windows go in the installer may have sucked up the connection point a little bit too tight and that can pull the jams out and you know okay. the marvin people can come and say well wow, these were not installed correctly But if you're telling me that with the sashes closed and locked, a piece of paper can slide through, there's something in the manufacture of those windows that has to be fixed. And I would involve a Marvin rep in that as well to see what's going on. Okay. I mean, look, Marvin makes a fine window. There's no knock there, but it's a manufactured window. And, and, you know, maybe the people on the plant that day were having a bad day yeah you know it's like anything yeah. uh you know or the or there's something wrong with the extrusion on the fiberglass that didn't uh that didn't go right right, but it shouldn't be that way at all
8: right okay, well, then I'll just keep on proceeding as I have been um like I say now that I tested you know numerous windows with the paper, you know I've got a little bit more to you know prove that.
2: Right. And the other thing, too, is what I would do, um, you know, because, you know, you're probably going to end up emailing these people and talking to them that way first. Have uh, is there you live by yourself, Conrad, or you got someone else there?
12: Uh, My wife. is Okay,
2: so have her take her phone and videotape you doing exactly what you you just described. Here's the sash. It's closed. I locked it. Here's the paper. Look what I can do. You know what I mean? And you send them that, that'll get their attention. Okay. All right, my friend. Good, good. good luck. Keep me posted on that, okay? Sure. Appreciate you calling this morning. Eight five seven five five seven four Lou. Eight five seven five five seven four five six eight. Who do you want me to take? Real quick. Take number one? Number one. I'll take number one. You know why? Because Bob in Morton Grove is number one. Hey Bob. Hey, good morning, Lou. How are you today? I'm doing great. What's going on? Uh, We have a mid-50s raised ranch and
13: uh, hardwood floors that were under carpeting. We want to refinish the floors. They've never been refinished. Mm -hmm. The problem we've got is the floors have become pretty squeaky over time, especially where the board ends meet. Right. So I'm wondering if refinishing is going to help or should we, you know, I mean, it's down the hallway as well as the, the larger rooms. I'm wondering if
2: refinishing is going to, quiet it down or should we consider like putting vinyl flooring over it uh it it, so refinishing will help but what you're going to do is you're going to talk to the flooring contractor before they start and they're going to try and eliminate most of the squeaking before they refinish and so they may come in you know if you're in a 50s house there's a good chance that those boards are up on sleepers you know, and there may, mm-hmm. there may be electrical that runs underneath that floor. And so you've Maybe. got furring strips, then you, you, know, you have the subfloor, then you have furring strips, then you have the hardwood floor, and those can be squeaky. And a flooring contractor will come and say, okay, we're going to take up a few of these boards, and we're going to reattach them, or we're going to screw through these boards, and we're going to putty those screws, and then we're going to refinish. You're never even going to know that we did anything. And that will help. Okay. Do you need do you need a recommendation on a flooring contractor? Absolutely. Okay. I have done business with these people for over 30 years. Peter Flooring. And I know this is a stretch, but the guy you're going to talk to is named Peter. And <laughs> and his phone number is 773 yep, 481 2244 And you tell him that Mr. Lou okay. and you tell him that Mr. Lou told you to call. I will. <laughs> good, good luck. Great, thank you. Have a great day. You got it. 857-5574 Lou is our phone number. We're broadcasting from the Permaseal Foundation Repair Studios. We'll take a quick break and be back right after this.
0: You're listening to Lou Manfredini. Literally. From hammering drywall to hammering the guitar. From ripping wood to ripping cords. And from melting snow to melting face. (laughs) Now, back to your host, Master of Many Trades, Lou Manfredini and House Smarts
2: Radio. I don't want to brag. Please. But um, my, my joke that I picked for the John Williams Speed Joke Tournament was the number one joke. Are you going to share it? Well, it wasn't my joke. But it was, uh, you know, I'm like on the funny made-up committee of the Speed Joke Committee. You know, John, people send in jokes all the time to John for his Speed Joke Tournament. And, uh, oh, and also, by the way, congratulations to John and Brenda on the birth of their second grandchild. Oh, that's
0: wonderful.
2: Yeah. I don't know that we have a name yet. There wasn't a name as of midweek. And I, 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 was, I, I didn't listen to all of his show on Friday. So he may have, maybe I'll get a text message and we'll get the name. But a beautiful little baby girl. And mom and dad and baby are doing great. So that's wonderful. But anyway. So, I'm on this made up joke committee, you know, where people send in jokes and then he sends it to, I think it's me and Steve Alexander and Dave Ennett and uh, this Marge Sipla, who is a, 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 a listener. And a lot of people, Lindsay, they send naughty jokes. And I so, can imagine. and we say no, yay or nay, you know, like don't say, you know, we can't, whatever. And um, so, anyway, when he f- hatched this idea of a tournament, he sent me like 70 jokes. To go through to say which ones would you, would you think we could seed you know and this one popped out at me and I go and this is going to be the winner so just so you know and I got to find that email because um I was so confident and he's like that that one is not going to win whatsoever so it came down to two jokes and uh, I believe the two jokes that people were voting on it's at WGN Radio. Dot com if you want to see. But I want to say that the, the one, number two joke was, I called the incontinent hotline and the lady said, can you hold, please? And, and John says, lady, if I could hold, I wouldn't be calling. Right? That's good, right? But the winning joke, which I called immediately, which had I been doing a bracket... You know that this was the NCAA. I would have, I would have won a, I would have won like a bowl of cherries. Maybe I mean, you know, because the other ones don't go. But the elephant, the elephant, says to the naked guy, "It's cute, but can it pick up peanuts?" Right. That's good. Oh my god, that's good. That's good. that's good. <laughs> <laughs> Eight five seven. Five, you can go to WGNRadio.com com and hear and see all the jokes. Part of the uh, uh, the uh, the bracket that they put together, which is pretty funny. Eight five seven five five seven four. Lou. Eight five seven five five seven four five six eight. Uh, let's go back to the phone lines here. This is uh, Jeff in Algonquin. Hey, Jeff, you're on How Smart's Radio. Good morning, Lou. How are
14: you today? I'm
2: doing great. What's going on?
14: Well. Uh, with this crazy weather that we had in January, with the heavy, wet snow, then the rain, then the hard freeze, I must have had a little bit of an ice dam that took place up by the vent for the uh, st- over the stove hood. And I got a little bit of a leak. Now, the water never hit the floor, but I got a little bit of a blister on the ceiling. I'm just wondering, do I remove drywall? Do I have to remove insulation? obviously I have a roofer coming out who put on the roof to take a look and see exactly I looked in there I thought I found where the leak was at right. Was right there right so
2: i mean if um, this is if this is the one time deal right i wouldn't go crazy with removing insulation or drywall you know in, in in other words it'll dry itself out there's really no risk if you haven't had an issue before but we need to make sure that wherever this leak or ice dam, you know, was created. And, you know, again, I keep mentioning this, that it was so cold and houses just do all kinds of crazy stuff. So um, once you patch that up, you know, spot prime it, it'll dry up in there. Do you have access to see up in that attic above where this problem was?
14: Yeah, I've already, I've opened up, I went into the attic and took a look around and I could see there's this, One spot right by that vent where, you know, about a 2-inch by 4-inch section of plywood that was damp.
2: Right. And
14: the other thing, of course, I noticed that when they did do my roof, they removed a lot of plywood. And they also removed a lot of my insulation. So I'm sure that that is probably one of the problems also is that a lot of my insulation over the kitchen is missing. Right. So I know I have to put in more insulation, but I didn't know if I have to remove the old stuff before I put in the new stuff, just to make sure that we don't have a mold issue that takes place.
2: Well, I mean, <clears throat> you know, how old is that house?
14: Oh, Christ, it's probably 35 <laughs> years old. We put insulation in, no, it's actually probably closer to 40 years old. Yeah. We put insulation in when we moved in 32 years ago, we had it blown in to give us a better r factor up there and
2: and you probably i
14: I never thought i had to look in my attic after they did my roof i should have looked in there but i i didn't
2: right well and and um you know you probably you know by the new code standards you probably don't have um enough insulation in there you know by the current code um
14: oh no i did that we were we were over a 40
2: Oh, OK. All right. Well, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you know, the if you're if there are spots where you can see the back of the drywall, right, then you had all that cold weather and you probably lost a bunch of, uh, you know, heat and moisture rising from the kitchen area. And that certainly could contribute to it. And yeah. Um, I think that that would uh, be wise to add more insulation once the leak is fixed. Oh yeah,
14: well, I'm already planning on doing that. But like I say I didn't know if I had to pull down because the one part where the water, we'll just say the water, uh, congregated. Right. Um. It, of course, is right on the seam, and now the seam of the drywall is very noticeable. Right. So. Right. And of course, we have semi-gloss paint, and I know once I patch that to try and get that to.
2: You're doing the you're doing the whole ceiling,
14: right? Yeah, that's what I figured. Right, that's what I figured. All right. Well, Well, good luck. Good news, but it is news. Right,
2: it is news. It's right. It's news you can use. Yeah. Appreciate you calling, Jeff.
14: Thanks, Lou. Have a good day. Enjoy the sunrise out here. It's gorgeous.
2: Beautiful. It's great. Nice to see the sun. Isn't it nice to see the sun finally? Eight five seven five five seven four Lou. Eight five seven five five seven four five six eight. I have a couple, let's see if I can get uh, one more call here. This is Frank in Lombard. Hey Frank, good morning.
10: Hi, Lou. It's great to talk to the Encyclopedia of Home Repair. Oh,
2: here we go. That's a lot of pressure. How can I help you?
10: Well, I, I want to help you and you, some of your customers. I have a surefire fix on how to clean the rust out of toilet bowls.
2: A surefire I, uh, clean. How to, all right, I'll take it.
10: All right. I right. Uh, first of all, I'm on a well. I have a uh, water softener. I have a small whole house conditioner, and I still get rust in the toilet bowl. So after trying a half a dozen cleaning bowl cleaners, I finally found one to do the job. You just turn the water off at your toilet bowl flushed the toilet sprayed the solution on the rust spots let it sit for a half hour i came back i looked i couldn't believe it I went away
2: what's the solution so
10: i lysol powered gel oh no rut, no scrubbing needed you just squirt it on and it disappeared i, I after half an hour i couldn't believe it
2: well you know you know the trick in what you just described, Frank, is you did something that most people never do, and that's they a don't lo- wait. correct. Right? Nobody, nobody has any patience. I want to spray it and I want to wipe it and I want it to be clean, and then I want to go play pickleball.
10: <laughs> that's, that's right. Oh that's wait, did right. I wait? Yes. Did I
2: just? Did I just make it? Was that my impersonation of Lindsay? I want to spray it and wipe it and I want to go play pickleball. <laughs>
10: Every day, well, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I, I spray it on way half an hour, and it's incredible.
2: That's awesome. That's, that's a great tip, and it, Frank. And it's the cheapest
10: of all the cleaners I use. That's the other good part. Oh,
2: great. Now they're going to raise the price. Thanks a lot, Frank. We were going to save people money. Now the people at Lysol are like, hey, you know, that guy said we don't charge enough. Raise the price.
1: Well, it's funny i
10: I went i went back to the store to buy one for my neighbor and it went down a dollar
2: even better see inflation it's coming down frank that's a great tip i i appreciate you uh, uh sending us that information it's always good as the great late wally phillips would say people helping people All right, let's head into the WGN Radio newsroom. Dave Schwan has your uh, news. Mark Carmen has your sports. We have more House Smarts Radio coming up, as well as the word of the day. Don't go away. We'll be right back.
15: Up in the morning and out to school.
0: Time now for our word of the day. I don't
2: understand. Some of the words are a little too sophisticated for you.
0: It doesn't make any sense. It might be paradoxical on a home improvement show. Well,
15: of course it does. It's smart. I used a thesaurus. On every word? Yep.
0: But we like to teach you a thing or two.
15: They are warm, nice people with big hearts. And that became they are human, prepossessing homo sapiens with full-sized aortic pump.
0: Now back to Lou on House Smart's Radio. Up in the morning and out to school.
2: Eight five seven five five seven four. Lou is our phone number. 4568. five five seven four five six eight. We've got some open phone lines if you'd like to ask a question. But first, we have our word of the day. Uh, might be Lindsay the first word of the day. That's actually two words, right? Did you?
0: Um. Uh,
2: kind I mean, yeah. it's sure. Right. Okay. So, Quani. Carm, you ready? I'm Carm's ready, baby. Standing by. Like, I'm not. Carm's like, I've I'm not. I've been looking playing. forward to
5: this all week. All right. I would it's
0: like the accent noun. too, please.
2: Oh. Really? I don't know that I do a French accent. I don't accent. know.
0: I'd like to hear it, though.
2: Dern, no. Dern yakri.
0: Dern, no. Dernier, Cree.
2: Dernier, Cree. That's not a word.
0: Ah, wee oui, wee. Oui. It is, my friend.
2: The latest fashion is it all one word or two no here? i'm going to spell it for you okay d-e-r-n-i-e-r denier S- denier <laughs> Cree c-r-i
16: oh c-r-i
2: yeah the latest fashion or the last word F- a french borrowing that translates to last cry
1: it really denier is like,
2: cli.
0: Denier cli. It's like the latest fashion. I used it in a sentence. Would you like to share that, Lou?
2: I redecorated my entire house with the denier cri this year. <laughs> 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 All you got to do when you do Frenchies, uh-huh. go. I like <laughs> the it's latest in... Good. the So it could be the latest in fashion, the latest in style, something like that?
0: Exactly. Ah,
2: right. okay. Got it. Right. So, Carm, you know, you could do like what, what, you know... Aren't they wearing uh, basketball shoes for... Uh, uh, I, I'm there. i there. I got my play. <laughs> yes, I
1: love it. Mark, Mark's like, uh, Lou,
2: I don't need your help, old guy. I got this. I got this. Hey, this is
14: a challenge, though. I like this. Mm-hmm. This is great. I, I
0: felt like I've been too easy on y'all. I need to, like, really give you a, okay. fr- a good you know one. Not only before, a good one, but a French uh, one.
2: Yeah, so there you go. Denier Cree. Oh, Lindsay, you had the accent very well. You must have studied French for I a did. while. Yeah, Did Don't you? Really? No. No, you didn't? Um, I think I just Wait, got Wait, can you do it in your Scottish, no. uh, Irish accent no. that you... That's
0: mean. Yes, I kind of blend them all together after a
2: while. <laughs> Dave, so
0: we'll say, "Dunya y'a cri-
2: <laughs> There you go. Wow. Right. I like you it. Did. That um, was good. Thank you. That was good. Uh, um, all right, so that's okay. our word. Got to go to work you now. not crée. A French bar in the translated latest fashion that's good that's not bad all right i like it i i i like it eight five seven five five seven four lou um so I was uh, you know all excited about um y- y- my wife and i um we it's we've been very busy uh you know the tail end of the holidays and um we used to do this thing where on Friday afternoons we would go to the movies right and uh And it was always kind of a nice thing because I work on Saturdays and it's usually an early night, you know, type of thing. So we'll go in the afternoon and watch a movie. And um, so we were running a bunch of errands yesterday morning. I was working and um, she mentioned, oh, and I think we're going to go to a movie in the afternoon. Like, oh, okay, you know, great. And but I didn't ask what the movie was. And so I get in the car. She's driving and I go, what movie are we going to go see? And she goes, we're going to go see poor things. And I go, oh, I really don't want to see that movie. I don't want to see that movie. Shwani, did you see that movie? Four things? Mark, anybody? Lindsay, did no, you see No, but it's it? on my list. It's on my list. What movie I'm is this? Four things. No. Okay. I had no desire to go see this movie.
0: Why? Had you heard anything about it? Well, or did that you it's
2: just, just, you know, Dean weird. Richards yeah. and, and, and Shwani, when you're with Dean tomorrow, you can ask him. He said, I heard his review and he, Dean, I think really liked it, but he goes, it's not for everyone. Okay. The, um, I don't even know how I can describe this cause I don't want to give it away. First of all, it's, there's like a lot, there's like surgery and kind of this kind of stuff that goes on and like, and it's very, so there's graphic? a really good message in this movie. So I will give you that. Okay? It's like the exact it's the exact same message as Barbie <laughs> but <Yes.
1: laughs> in a
2: weird way. In a weird way. And Emma Stone th- so this is my problem with a movie like this, okay? I'm going to bring it into the home improvement world. You and I walk into a a building, Lindsay, like if we walk into somebody's house, right? And you're like, "Oh my god, it's beautiful. I love the Where'd you get that table and all that kind of stuff? And me, I immediately look at the walls and the trim. And I think to myself, is it plaster? Mm -hmm. Is it drywall? Is it frame? Like, I want to know what's going on behind the walls. Like, that's how my mind works. Sure. So now I'm watching Emma Stone, who's a fine actress. But she is in some unbelievably compromising scenes.
0: (gasps) Oh. i've heard about this movie
2: and i'm thinking to myself and here's what i know about emma stone her father a general contractor oh my god i knew you were gonna say this and i'm thinking to myself i get that you're an actress sure but there's not a whole heck of a lot of emma stone i didn't see (laughs) and what i saw of her like i spent you can't see this This is on the radio first of all like the whole surgery thing this is what i have my hand over my eyes like this. <laughs> and you hear people in the audience going, oh, uh, oh, oh, including myself. And I'm squirming in my seat. And I'm like, I just want to watch The Greatest Night in Pop. <laughs> uh, right. I want to go watch totally. Karate Kid. I don't want to watch this. And I bet i spent 30% of the movie with my hand over my eyes.
0: Here's my problem with that stuff. Like, did that matter to the movie? Like, did they need to show that to get their message or point across? I mean. Uh, I guess
2: that's. I was. I don't know. It something. was a lot. Hmm. And I mean, here's the thing that when you do go see this movie, Lindsay, because you will, you'll say, I can't believe Lou Manfredini went to see this movie. That's what you'll say. Hmm. Well, then. You should also
0: see Saltburn.
2: No way. <laughs> I am not seeing that. No Wait. way.
0: One thing at a time.
2: One thing at a time. <laughs>
0: Good job right. with poor things. Did,
5: did movie- you wa- were you a Friday the 13th Halloween person back in the day, Lou? No.
2: I was never a gory movie. And that, this was a little like that. Like it would catch you by surprise. And you'd be like, oh, no, I don't want to watch this. But anyway, Emma Stone. Her mom and dad. What's the name? What title of the movie again? (laughs) Poor Thing. And you'll be a poor thing. Poor Thing. Poor Poor Thing. Okay. 857-557-4LU. 857-557-4568. Let's go back to the phone lines. This is Bill in McHenry. Hey, Bill. Good morning.
17: Good morning, Lou. How
2: are you? I'm doing great. What's going on?
17: I have an electrical outlet that has become loose uh, because of uh, use. Throughout the years And I cannot figure out how to tighten it up Without taking out a big piece of uh, drywall To get at it Do you have any ideas how I can tighten that up
2: Loose it meaning to the... so, so in other words it is ma- The plug will go in it And hold it But the actual device itself is loose
17: Correct, yes If I, if I try to push the plug in it, it, It's hard to get in Because it's so loose And if I pull it back out The outlet almost comes out of the wall so it's nailed into the two by four stud. Uh, there's no way I can get at it unless I take a piece of drywall out. And I'm just wondering if maybe you got wait, an wait, wait. idea.
2: Oh, so the box itself is what's moving. Yes. Uh. Correct. Okay. Um, here's what I would do. This is a, this is a cheat, um, but if you go to the hardware store and does a regular. Um, trim cover covered the outlet yes okay correct go to the hardware store and buy a metal trim plate okay. not not plastic right and screw that onto the outlet is it a standard outlet or is it a decora it's st- standard okay so screw that into the outlet and that's going to pull the box against the drywall right and Correct. and you can tighten it pretty tight don't break the screw or break the if you tighten it too much you'll snap the receptacle but this is a little bit of a cheat you know if you don't want to try and uh screw the box in there the other thing you could try is if if you remove the outlet can you can you see the screws for the outlet to pull the outlet out
17: uh yes okay no 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 I'm sorry no you can't even do it's that. nailed into the 2x4. No, it's nailed into the 2x4 stud. Well,
2: the box is, but the outlet should be attached to the box.
17: Correct, yes. The outlet is out already. I haven't helped.
2: So it's hanging out from the wires. Correct. Okay. On the box itself, do you know which side of the box the stud is? Yes. Can you take a long drywall screw and go through one of the holes in the box and screw the box to the stud?
17: There are no holes in the box. I've looked. Uh, that was my idea also, but there are no holes in the box. I thought, well, I could try drilling a hole, but there's no way the drill is going to penetrate that galvanized box unless I, you know, uh, make a pilot hole somewhere. So it,
2: and and then just to be clear, so I'm understanding this is a cut-in box as far as you know? It's not a box. There was one they cut into the wall or... Oh, no, you said it's next to a stud.
17: Right, it's next
2: to the stud. All right, so in a perfect world, you get a really sharp metal bit, and you drill through the box, and you throw in a screw to firm it up. That's the perfect world. The cheat is that you take a metal trim plate, connect that, put the outlet back in the box, screw it all together, and... um, and then put that metal plate so it pulls the box against the drywall and then hopefully doesn't pull out when you use the receptacle.
17: Right. That's uh I, I think that's what's going to happen if I did that. I you know, if I put an oversized plate on there, but you know, still using it it's still going to get loose and uh, I right. think I I got to fix it. So I I thought about drilling the hole in there but It's not going to penetrate that uh, galvanized box.
2: It will. It will uh, with. It will if you have a nice sharp metal uh, drill bit for sure. Just make sure you. All right. Just just make sure that you. I mean, it'll be tricky because you're coming in at an angle. At an angle, right? Uh, It'll be tricky, but if you hold it right and the drill is sharp, you should be able to do it. Just make sure you kill that breaker before you do any of that work, because uh, you know you don't want to run the risk of. zapping yourself. Appreciate the phone call. 857-5574. Lou, we'll take a quick break and be back right after this.
18: The screen doors and lamps. Mary's dress
0: sweet You're listening to Lou Manfredini
18: Like a vision she dances
0: Across
2: the porch as the radio plays He's ready
0: to take your calls
2: I'm your guy, what can I do for you? Right here, let me dust myself off
0: And help you with your house I'm
2: chewing on some beef jerky And I got a screwdriver in my back pocket How can I help you?
0: Now back to the man of the hour Oh, Lou, you are the man (laughs) Lou Manfredini and House Smarts Radio
2: do not except
1: roll down the window and the
2: Welcome back. 857-557-4L. 857-557-4568. This is uh, Mary Ellen in Panama. Hi, Mary Ellen. Hi, Lou, how are you? You're not in the Panama Canal, are you?
4: Nope, uh, we're about two hours away
2: from literally.
4: Yeah, we're down. In, yeah, we're down in. It's called San Carlos. Wow, it's about the Panama Canals by Panama City. So we're about. It's about a two-hour drive.
2: So you're listening to us on the web.
4: I, I actually on my Alexa. Yep.
2: Yeah. Wow, that's I so cool. I take you cool. where I go. Are you down there vacationing, I know. or are you living down there? What's the story?
4: Our, my son's in laws are down here, oh. so they actually the kids bought a condo, so we're we like to call ourselves freeloaders, so Free- <laughs> we're
2: just staying here for the <laughs> I love it that's great. and what is for the the month of January? yeah, what is the weather like down there this time of year? high
4: eighties and sunny, wow. So it's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. We're right on we're right on the ocean. Lindsay so it, Lindsay just gave perfect. you Lindsay
2: just gave you a look like when you said high eighties and on the ocean. You can you know that look <laughs> that know. people are all I thinking know. about, right? Well, I how
4: know. may we I how know. may we help I, I, you? Well, we have a screen on the pet pa- on the balcony here and it comes down to the left the sun and the bottom part of it is black. You know, I'm assuming like you know um over time the weather can hit that right part of it so what is something good to clean that way
2: on the screen itself
4: yeah yeah and i just felt the screen it feels kind of a,
2: a fix. right um my recommendation on something like that would be to use something like uh, a dish soap and water and a sponge. Oh, okay. But you need to do it on both uh-huh. sides because obviously, if you push on it on one side, you'll. You, my, my guess is, too, at the bottom, it gets a lot of sun, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And mm-hmm. and so the right. strength right. the strength of that um, screen as you push on it might start to deteriorate a little bit, and um, so you don't oh, you don't want to rip okay. it.
4: Uh huh.
2: Right? Oh, yeah. So.
4: Could I could I take a scrub brush? Do well,
2: you think, or would that I think I, I think a, I think that'd be too strong and you start to rip the screen. Right? Oh,
4: okay.
6: So
2: that's why you want to be oh, kind of okay. gentle. And careful. I don't know if you were listening. It was a gentleman earlier who gave a tip about cleaning a toilet. If you put a little dish soap in warm water and use a sponge and you let it sit there for a little bit to break down to clean it, mm-hmm. then wipe it away. That's your best bet. Oh, okay,
4: okay. Okay, so we will definitely give that a try, and I appreciate your help. And all right, free- I enjoy you every Saturday morning. <laughs> all right,
2: freeloader, I'm I'm glad you're listening all the way in Panama. That's a good one. I like that. Thank you so much. Great.
1: Take care. Have, Lou. A, gr- Thanks have so a great
2: much. Have a great morning. That's good. I'm pretty sure that I've never gotten a phone call from anybody in Panama, and I even joked to Lindsay, like Panama, like the canal." And she's like, "Oh no, Florida." And uh, so anyway, that's pretty cool. 857 557 4LU, 857 557 4568. Speaking of cleaning, uh, our NoodleLoo 2, um, you know, uh, 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 sometimes you get stuff inside the washing machine and it's just kind of funky, can't quite clean it, and you're looking for an easy solution. I know we all are looking for easy solutions. That's what our NoodleLoo 2 is coming up after this report of WGN Radio News with Dave Schwan.
0: now for Noodaloo 2. I just love noodles. No, not noodle. New 2. New good
17: times noodle salad.
0: No noodles. It's Nootaloo. But he does love a good pasta. Now we eat, okay? Wanna fight eat, everybody? Now back to Lou Manfredini, Tolu 2 and House Smarts Radio.
1: Papa's got a brand new bag. And it's
2: crazy. It's, uh, this Nootaloo to 2 um, for both front and top load. I'm sorry, what? You remember if it is. Oh, I didn't hear.
0: What, I'm sorry, what did you say? Is it
2: for front and top
0: loading? Oh no, top. Only top. Top. Yes.
2: Not front. Let me just double check that. <laughs> <coughs> Can you double check that while uh, yeah, we? Yes, yes. Do you have a washing machine that's dirty and you want an easy way to clean it? Then listen to this new 2.
0: Is your washing machine starting to emit strange odors? Ow. Have you noticed a residue building up inside the drum? Gross! Well, this weekend's new 2 is a chemical free washing machine cleaner pod that can help. Packed with highly concentrated, mineral-based ingredients sourced right here in the U.S., Grab Green Washing Machine Cleaner Pods remove all traces of dirt and grime from your machine, leaving it fresh and clean. What's more, they're cruelty-free and made without harsh chemicals like chlorine and phosphates. To use the Grab Green Washing Machine Cleaner Pods, first remove any items from inside the washing machine, add one pod to that empty washing machine drum, and select Normal Cycle and Hot Temperature Setting. Use the pods once a week for three consecutive weeks just to get you started, and then the company suggests one pod a month for maintenance. Say goodbye to unpleasant odors and buildup for good. Goodbye. Goodbye get a sparkly clean washing machine in no time. The Grab Green Washing Machine Cleaner Pods are unscented, so no overwhelming detergent smell that so many have. Do not go in there. Woo! Each package comes with five pods, and that package goes for about ten bucks. But they do offer bundles, so the more packages you buy, the more you save.
6: For more information, check out the House Smarts YouTube channel, and be sure to like and subscribe.
2: What is our view on pods? I
0: love a good pod. I know. Sue me.
2: No, no, no. But uh, so, uh, do, do you use them in your detergent? Oh, I do. And you just, so do you have a top loader or a front loader? Top. And you just put your laundry in and you throw the pot in? Easy peasy. So have you heard the radio ads, um, Tide, I find this mm-hmm. very interesting. They're, this has nothing to do with the Noodaloo too. Oh. But they're talking about the Tide pods, right? And that there's less water in the tide pod. It's more concentrated. And so when you buy a big giant thing of tide, it's mostly water. Now it's interesting that they would do that because they still make the giant thing sure. of tide. Sure. Right. And, um, I need to understand the life cycle and what makes more sense. In other words, cause you know, you're basically a big giant semi-truck is delivering these huge bottles of Tide using diesel and blah, 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 blah. Like the environmental impact on any of that, which one is better? Seems like with that, it's the pods because it's less water, more concentrate.
0: Oh, good. Well, Well, look at me.
2: Well, or (laughs) is it the same Tide that's in a bottle put into a little bitty package?
0: Ah, but it's not as easy to...
2: Pour. Well, it's not easy to pour. I'm,
0: I'm feeling like it's just a t- temporary moment in my life when I'm very busy. Once I have more time to pour the detergent, and then then I will step away from the wait, past. Wait, wait, wait,
2: but right wait, now, wait. you're love- so no. busy. Yes, you're so busy. Yes, that you don't have time to pour. You want to take that back? You want to pretend that? Do you want me to rewind the tape and say you never said that? I mean, I was being a little sarcastic, but. <laughs> It is. I mean, I just wonder. And then you've got the simple? plastics, and you hear all about these microplastics because it is plastic.
0: Have you seen the TikTok that's out there right now where, where this guy is trying to make himself breakfast? And every thing he makes, he like ends up reading something like, Oh, by the way, oatmeal, terrible for you. Oh, eggs, oh, don't eat those. I
2: right. Mean, no, I get it. Do- I get it. I get it. What no, no, no. But that sensible. that's my point is that a lot of people, you really have to understand the whole thing, the life cycle of what it takes to put something out there to make sure it makes a lot of sense. So our Noodaloo 2 helps you clean your washing machine.
0: And I actually think it can be, and it doesn't say anything about top loading only, so I'm going to guess that it's both. It's both. Yes.
2: Go to HowSmartz, go to uh, YouTube.com. com. Yeah.
0: Fun fact, too, these can also be used in the dishwasher, the same ones.
2: Same so, ones to clean yeah. that. Oh, good. So double use. Yes. I like that. All right. If you go to YouTube.com slash tv, you can learn more about our new Tulu 2. 857-557-4LU. 4568 is our phone number. Let's go back to the phone lines now and talk with Nancy in Niles. Hi, Nancy. Good morning,
4: Lou. I have a question regarding a home that I've been in for only two years. It's a split level. And um, I've been here two winters, and I see that I have some cold spots in the house.
19: Okay. I have
4: a the front wall that faces the west. The front of the home faces the west around the front door. I have an outlet that literally iced up. That wall was frozen. And above that area, it's about... Four by twelve feet long. Um, I had condensation dripping from the ceiling. I had permaseal come out. I've used them here for my crawl space and was very happy. So the gentleman came out. He crawled into the attic, and the area that slopes from my dining room and living room—it's a—it's a big slope going down. Yeah. He says there's only 11 inches, so a guy can't get in there. And the 4x12 section at the front, there's no insulation. He could see drywall. How can I get insulation up in there? Would it be best to open the drywall from the inside and have someone come and spray foam? Or I'm kind of at a loss what to do about that one area.
2: Well, I mean... the way that you just described it, it seems like that's probably the only way you're going to be able to do that. And, um, you know, that they may have to cut out a section to be able to access it. And then they'll put up, um, you know, with the foam, they'll end up putting up, um, not a netting, but they'll sort of like a netting or, you know, it's a material that they'll staple and then, foam over that and once that's held in place they'll put the drywall back up to hold it while it sets to get you the um to get you the the insulation and the r value that you need that that isn't uh i don't think that's anything that a permaseal can help you with
4: no no unfortunately he wasn't able to um the the one side of the house he could there's room but this sloped area right um No, so um, the other question is uh, for the walls, like that wall um, that's right below this section that I'm talking about. Right? How do, how do they determine if there is insulation in there? It's a brick home.
2: Well, I mean, they can use a thermal imaging camera to see what kind of heat loss there is there. If it's a brick home and it's an older home, and they're um, you know they're uh, um furring strips there might be very little insulation at all there right and so okay. it's yeah. a it's a question of you know while we have somebody opening up um the walls for the ceiling you may end up having to do a little opening of the walls there as well
4: okay well um what about these companies that come out and spray foam through the outside into the wall space?
2: So here's my only problem with that is that I know that they do it, but I never really know where it's going, right? Because in especially in older homes, there are um, fire blocks or there's boards or there's pipes and, you know, they, they can run the... Rod down. Oh yeah, get all the way down there, and we're filling it up. But how do you even know? Yeah, you got to see okay. it. In my opinion,
4: <clears throat> so it'd be better to go from the inside and then just re drywall.
2: You're gonna have someone there doing it anyway for the ceiling, and if we open up a few yeah. sections and we do it all, it you know it's it it yes it adds cost to it, but then you're assured that the money that you're spending is getting done correctly and fulfilling the promise that they're going to make to make the place warmer and avoid this problem from happening again.
4: Yeah. Do you have any recommendations for such a...
2: I think there's... Well, I mean, you need a couple of people, but for the insulation part of it, um, you need to find a spray foam company. And I believe there's a company out of Skokie, which is... I, I don't have any direct relationship with, but I've seen their trucks around... Called EcoShield.
4: Okay.
16: Or Mm -hmm. Eco,
2: it's either EcoShield or EcoTech. Look up both of those.
4: Okay. All right. Well, thank you very much.
2: Good luck. I hope it works out for you. And, you know, don't be afraid to do a little, you know, deconstruction to get what you need done. Um, I know that it's one more step, but it's the right way to do it, in my opinion. 857. 5574 Lou're broadcasting from the perma seal Foundation repair Studios we'll take a quick break and be back right after this <whistles> You have a way better chance than 50-50 on this, but there's a risk that it breaks or chips or something like that.
0: You are listening to Lou Manfredini. Okay, great. Can't wait to tell my
3: husband to see if he'll want to do
2: it. <laughs> he's
0: a good one to keep in your back pocket. Well,
2: Lou says, not sure. you know how much trouble I get about that? Well, Lou says, you can I have s- said
0: that, <laughs> and he said, well, then why don't you call Lou? And good news for you, he's taking your calls live right now. Yeah,
2: right, so <laughs> tell Lou to get his butt over here and take my countertop off. Right Now
0: back to Lou right
6: here on it. House Smarts Radio.
2: Tell me, good. Mm-hmm. Tell me that you love me. Yeah. Tell me how I can help you. All you have to do is call 857 557 4LOO. Tell me that you like it.
20: Yeah. That
2: is the number that uh, Mary Ellen in Aurora called. Hi, Mary Ellen. You're on House Smarts Radio. Good morning.
3: Hi there. Good morning to you too. Uh my question is that I have a it's about 14 years old and the it peaks and the uh tape the, that uh, uh lends the uh plasterboard at the peak is starting to peel. Now I fixed one end, but I need to fix the other end and I'm wondering after listening to your one of your previous callers mm-hmm. Do I need more insulation in the uh, attic?
2: Well, I mean, <clears throat> it's not a bad idea to go look at I don't at,
3: have any
2: leaks. Yeah, no, it's not okay. a bad idea to go... I don't go,
3: have any
2: leaks. Okay. I'm it,
3: sorry. That,
2: that's okay. It's not a bad idea to go look, but again, I think that in a vaulted... This is a vaulted ceiling that we're speaking of? Yes. Okay. Yes, it is. The extreme weather that we had is probably the cause of this because your furnace or your boiler was working overtime. The moisture level inside the house was high. The cold weather on the outside was really cold. And those confluence of both of those things happening at the same time caused uh, tape to peel or, you know, walls to crack or windows to move Gates not to open, doors to stick, all that stuff, and um so
12: I see okay.
2: I, I don't necessarily want you to worry that there's a much larger issue. There could be, but uh-huh. I doubt it. I think that what it is more than anything is, patch that area, get it looking good again, and you're probably okay.
3: Okay, I appreciate your assistance here, and I have one more question if you have time.: Sure. Do you know if there's a solution for linoleum that has yellowed? I had um, throw rugs in front of the washer and dryer in the um, laundry room. And, of course, in that spot, the linoleum has yellowed. And I've tried every possible concoction, and nothing seems to lighten it.
2: No. Sadly, uh, you know, the pad on the bottom of the rugs and stuff... Leaches in over time and stains the top of that linoleum and there's really nothing you can do other than replacing the floor
3: okay all right well that's what i was thinking but uh we'll uh challenge that after i get the tape on the ceiling
2: perfect (laughs) there you go and then you get a new you get a new floor to look great i appreciate the phone call hey by the way i want to tell you about this amazing contest that's going on slap Shots and Slots. It's a Vegas uh, hockey flyaway. Hockey fans win a fan flyaway to Vegas this April when we'll fly you and a guest to Las Vegas for a three-night stay at Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas, April 14th through the 17th. What a great time to go to Las Vegas. You'll get limo transportation to and from the Vegas airport. Uh, And on April 16th, you'll watch uh, Chicago versus the Golden Knights game from a suite at T-Mobile Arena with transportation to and from the game. It's a great deal. Enter to win today at WGNRadio.com slash Vegas. Must be 21 or older to enter to win. Rules and registration are at WGNRadio.com slash Vegas. Hey, no matter where you're listening to us from, you should enter this contest. You've got until March 3rd to enter, but don't delay. Visit WGNradio.com slash Vegas. The sweepstakes ends March 3rd at 1159 p.m. Central Time. It's sponsored by Circa Resort and Casino. 857 857-5574, Lou, 857 557 This is Joe in Tinley Park. Joe, good morning. You're on House Marts Radio. Good morning, Lou. How are you doing this morning? Fantastic. What's going
21: on? Good. Lou, so you were talking about Tide detergent, and I worked for Procter & Gamble for about 30 years and sold Tide for many years. Okay. And uh, there's a couple of benefits to the pod. First, when you mentioned, of course, shipping charges are less. Uh, but also, there's less uh, packaging use, too, per usage. So there's a lot of savings in that. Uh, and you you can put a number of different additives in those pods, too. Sometimes like uh, people would like d- uh, downy fabric software or they might want Febreze in there, or they may, whatever additives people currently want, it's very easy to add to the pods.
2: So are we, uh, are we, are we going, food. so wait, are we, do you think that the industry's going away from the giant bottle?
21: Oh, absolutely. It'll be a while, because people do like those big bottles of liquid Tide. But it's uh, it's just another another option for people to use. That's all. All right. I have it's, another. Uh, wait. I, I it, can
2: I, I can I pick your brain more about uh, Tide? Sure. What happened to sure. Tide powder?
21: Uh, you know what? I wanted to talk to you about that because it all started in the late '40s or and earlier than that. Do you remember Fels Naptha or American yeah. Family? Sure. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Th- those were bar soaps. So. Uh, soap also started in the United States with ivory, with an ivory bar soap. And so people use that to wash their clothes, and they would grade it. Then the next improvement was American Family or Felt's Naphtha. People would grade that as they would grade uh, cheese and wash their clothes in that. So the idea came, well, let's put it in a box. Let's, let's grade it for them, put it in a box, and we'll sell it to, to consumers that way. And then they were able to improve the formulation, so Tide became a very effective, no longer soap but detergent. So, in about 1948, Procter and Gamble began to use detergent, developed detergent in their own labs, and used it in Tide. And that was a very, very well. It was probably one of the most successful consumer brands ever. Right. And it was the basis of a lot of brand introductions for Procter and Gamble. Uh, So then. What's the next step? The next step was liquid detergents, and that was for convenience. Again, save packaging because you didn't need big cardboard boxes. And it also uh, saved shipping too because the cases could be somewhat smaller. And so that stayed around for a long time. And then additives were added to that. Do you like downy in it? Do you want Febreze in it? Do you want a fragrance? Do you want no fragrance? So different choices. And now that's developed into pods because it's just another way. To try and hold the price down, and also be more friendly to the environment, less packaging, less diesel fuel, fewer trucks, and so on. So that's kind of the history, just briefly, of Tide detergent. And know, uh, yeah, as you know, it also has some some fellow brands that also some
2: competitors. Right. I love Tide Talk. I love this. Yes. But so God bless
21: you. No, no, no. I I, I always,
2: go ahead. We're we're Tide users, but I think that okay. you know what's interesting to me is that. It would seem to me, you know, like now I'm hearing these ads I mentioned to Lindsay, where they're talking about mm-hmm. the Tide Pod, and you're not shipping all that water, mm-hmm. and it's like, well, why wouldn't mm-hmm. we just go back to the powder? Because then you didn't ship any water; you were just shipping the powder. Um, well, I, wor- I worry a little yeah. bit about the pods and the plastic that's used because we're very concerned about plastics in the water stream. You know what I mean? And so, right, we got to oh, yeah, we got to get better. We got to get better there too.
21: Mm-hmm. The, the pods themselves. That material disintegrates. Uh, the plastic, if you notice, you can get a lot more uses in a, one of those plastic uh, containers that the pods come in than you could in powder.
1: Right. And
21: also, soon to be liquid, too. The liquid is, you also were talking about concentration. It's just a liquid pod or liquid tide, just uh, have a lot of water, and it's, it's not. Tide commercials uh, compare themselves to bargain brands. Bargain brands are are a greater have a great proportion of water in them. The tide liquid has a greater proportion of concentrated detergents and mm. additives. So that's why you use a half a cup or a half a cap of tide. Where with a, a liquid bargain brand you might have to use a half a cup or a, a full cup of it. And you won't get the same performance because it, it it doesn't have the same quality detergent. And then the that's true of the liquids and also of the uh, the pods. So the pods that tide is even more concentrated, so that's that's how this this brand and this this field is sort of evolving. So we're waiting for the next steps to come along, and we don't know what those are yet. Right. But uh, Tide, Procter and Gamble will develop it. They've got uh, she, I'm retired, but they've got huge, huge labs. Do so a lot of pure research. They'll just they'll just start, you know, taking apart and right material and say what well, is this having a use that's like Olay. that was one of the brands that procter gamble bought that was sort of a marginal brand but they developed a lot of new techniques that are good for skin because i remember when they were doing a lot of skin research and i thought what what's the deal what are you doing so much
2: skin research right. for and then
21: all of a sudden they bought a brand called Olay, and then they began to use all the uh you know the information that they right. developed all right and joe so- joe i'm
2: going joe i'm gonna stop you i love tide talk Mm-hmm. Not sponsored. Not sponsored by Procter and Gamble. No. But I appreciate you no. calling. I'm just bumping up against uh, news time, and I find all that stuff really interesting. The news is next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. Dave Schwann has the news. Mark Carmen has your sports. We have more House Housemarts Radio coming up. Don't go away. We'll be right back.
0: Good morning. It's a new day. Time to get to work. You're tuned in to Lou Manfredini right here on House Smarts Radio. When I move my body just
6: like this, I don't know why, but I feel like freedom. I hear song that takes me back, and I let go with
2: so much freedom. I am, on it. 857 5574 Lou is our phone number. Uh, by the way, I know it sounds like all I'm doing is watching TV, but I did watch last night American Symphony, which is a documentary about John Batiste, who's singing this song right now, and his. Well, I don't want to give too much away. His partner, who's struggling with cancer during. The juxtaposition of his life um he is this unbelievably talented musician and their love story is just so moving and beautiful and this documentary um kind of talks about who he is as an artist his relationship with his wife and the struggles that um they're going through and if you just watch the trailer you'll be completely moved by the kind of the double life between the two of them of what mm. they're both going through, it's really quite sad and beautiful. And uh, it ends with this unbelievable performance of a symphony that he created, uh, that he plays at Carnegie Hall. Really, really good. Uh, wow. John Batiste called "American Symphony" on Netflix. Huh. Good job, you two, using the words of the day. Very nicely done. male C. male C. I thought All mine right. was brilliant, Don
0: Kleppen. Yeah,
2: very good. <laughs> um, so then, here, here I, I have one other thing before we get back to your phone calls because this was kind of funny. So my wife and I, um, you know how you get on a, a hook uh, like a thing with music. You, you you'll, you'll. We we use a, a smart speaker in our home, and we'll just tell it to play music. You know, it's connected to Spotify, and somehow we got on a hook of Carly Simon music. Okay. So we would just tell the speaker to play Carly Simon. Well, you know it plays all day, and you know you can only hear "The Spy Who Loved Me" and uh, you know "You're So Vain" so many times. But what must happen is that the you know you get to the end of like okay, we've played every song that Carly Simon's ever done, and then it just goes into this other music, right? And I don't know if Spotify know it must know what you listen to, right? The era or the genre. And so, this song comes on that I don't think I have heard. Schwani, you're going to remember this song. Okay. Karm, you may too. Now, I, I'm not starting it from the beginning because it's a long, melodic beginning, but you haven't heard this song since 1979. And during the disco era, which was the you know mid to late 70s, um, this song rose to the top of the charts. And... Lindsay, you may have heard this song before, but here it is.
1: Looks like it's over. You knew
6: I couldn't stay. She's coming home.
2: play this on Valentine's Day. No. (laughs) That's going to be your earworm for today. (laughs) Wake up, Lindsay. That's going to be your earworm. Remember the song? (laughs) Sad Eyes by Robert John. Nineteen seventy nine, and I literally don't think I would heard that song since nineteen seventy nine. It's been a while. Lindsay, for you me never too. heard it because you weren't even born. I wasn't
0: yet. alive.
3: I was still in
2: <laughs> played Blue. that during my DJ days in radio. Sure. Lou, Sad Eyes, Robert. John. That's a, that's a slow dance song in the disco it era. Is. That was a that was a let uh, Let's see, nineteen seventy nine. So I was a freshman in high school, and that would be at the school dances, and we'd be out there. Who are you going to dance with? You know. That was a good one <laughs>
0: that's the best when you like hear a song that you haven't heard in years and it like brings it just like flashes completely. a memory
2: completely that
0: you haven't that you wouldn't have thought of had you not heard that song you might not have ever thought of it, it again came
2: out of nowhere and it completely transformed me back to freshman year in high school which was so neat i have a really high cool. school anniversary milestone coming up this year you do fifty years. Wow, fifty years. Yep. Wow, and a big party. Go? Uh, yeah, oh, definitely. I've gone to all the reunions. Love them.
0: What's the turnout like? Is there going to be? Do a lot of people show up?
2: Uh, yeah, they do. Um, the ones that are still living. The, well, yeah. Frankly, yes. Yeah. Um, no. I mean, it 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 is amazing. I went to my fortieth. And I was shocked. Yes. At, at how you, many people. You really, away. Yeah, Lindsay. You'll find this out as time goes on. You know, uh, they've always had a, a board or a uh, you know a, a thing that will commemorate those that mm-hmm. are no longer with us. And you go down the list. You go, know, oh no, you know yeah, this person, really that
5: person.
0: Well, I hope I find out.
2: Well, you I know not. what I you know what I mean, <laughs> right? You know, right? Exactly. Yeah. Right. You're not yeah. on the list. Right. That's like, well. That too. List. Yeah. But, yeah. uh, yeah. Fifth, fifty, uh, uh, uh classes that in 1974. Fifty years wow. this year. Yep. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Yeah.
0: What are you gonna wear?
2: I don't know yet. <laughs> <laughs> I will be dernier cri. I will oh, be dernier cri. Whatever Clé. it
0: is, it will be dernier cri.
2: Dernier oh, cri.
0: That was so good. Well played.
2: Well played.
5: I got <laughs> visions of an incredible Schwani in '74 going through my head. Right.
2: <laughs> he'll be looking good. He'll he'll be wearing. You know he'll he'll dress in the. Um, uh, Saturday Night Fever. Work. The Saturday so Night. You're era. not far off, right? You're right, not far right. off. Big wide collar. Yeah. That's good luck. Eight five seven five five seven four. Lou. Eight five seven five five seven four five six eight. This is Linda in Elgin. Hi, Linda. You're on House Smarts Radio.
3: Alexa, turn off. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I have a question. I, I want to paint my vanity, and I used to use this ace paint and it was ace cabinet door and trim love it and i loved it love it they say it's discontinued
2: not true is that correct not true oh. i have a gallon of it that i just mixed in my basement at my house
20: oh man. it is
2: it is now <clears throat> it is it is not discontinued it is clark and kensington Cabinet and trim paint. Oh, okay. So it's under that name. It used to be called Ace Cabinet and Trim Paint, but now exactly okay. But now it's called Clark and Kensington Cabinet and Trim Paint.
20: Excellent.
2: Okay. Same stuff. Same self-leveling, stuff. Self leveling. Awesome. It's what I used. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've talked about the fact that I've uh, done a couple of kitchen projects where we've spray painted, yeah. or, or I've spray painted the cabinets. And uh, it's yes. a fabulous product.
3: Yeah, I really love it. I really love it. Now, one, one other question. Uh, sanding, um, do I sand over it lightly before I paint?
2: That's what the I would. Doors? That, are the doors, uh, is, is it painted now? Yes. Yeah, so I would lightly sand, then with a damp rag, okay. get all that dust off, let that dry, okay. and then apply the paint. And what grit do I use? Uh, medium grit's fine because the self-leveler... Uh, All right, if...
3: what's medium? Is it zero zero? No, me,
2: uh, medium would be about 100 grit. Okay. I got to
4: talk numbers.
2: No, now. that's fine. 100. That's fine. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
4: All right. All right. Well, thank you so very
2: much. You're welcome, Linda. I appreciate you calling this morning. Hey, it's time now to hear from Lindsay about what's new at Builder Supply Outlet.
0: Desire those deep, rich cabinet colors that you see on Magnolia Network? Get them now from Pryor Creek at Builder Supply Outlet. These inset modified shaker vanities are available in statement-making black and deep pine shades. So hot right now. Plus, white and gray, always in style. Includes hardware and white countertops, a sharp contrast to deep shades or clean monochromatic look. With a variety of sizes in stock, find the one that's perfect for your bathroom sanctuary at Builder Supply Outlet. Now back to the smoothest handyman of Saturday mornings.
2: Don't touch me, because I'm close to the edge. Bringing you
0: sick beats and hot tips.
2: Remember what they say, Sherry. If you're not good looking, you might as well be handy.
0: Lou Manfredini <laughs> and House Smarts Radio. That
12: is on the floor. It's the time again.
2: It's that time again. Welcome back. can I do? I screwed up. Eight five seven, five five seven, four, Lou. I'm going to say this is uh, Zoe, change, Zoe in St. Charles. Hey Zoe. Hello. Morning. Hello. Hello there. What's your name, sir? Frank. Frank. Hey, Frank. How are you? I'm. I'm okay. I called you from my house, and
12: waiting for uh, to get through and go over. I'm now at the uh,
2: fitness center. Oh, very nice. What are we working on today?
12: Um, my legs right now All on right. the uh, the bike. Got it. Listen, well- I have a question for you, all-knowing guy. About uh, my attic fan is on a, a lot. Probably uh, 11, 12 o'clock at night till 9, 10 o'clock in the uh, morning. I don't know if it's a humidity problem, problem with the fan, venting up in the attic. Uh, we have a two story house. One, one uh, uh, we have uh, two fans, one on a separate uh, part of the, uh, house was just the dining room and the living room. That's, yeah, and, and that's not running, but it's okay. up in the bedrooms where the fan is running. Now, the humidity up in the bedrooms is about 40, 42 temperature because we turn the thermostat down at night. Right. Probably 66, 67. Um, the house is about uh, 25 years old. The fan up in the attic is about four years old. I don't know. I don't know what's causing the uh, the issue. Wow. I had kerma Seal out to look at humidity. They checked humidity in the basement and around the house, and they didn't. Say, they they didn't say there's a uh, a uh, humidity issue with mm-hmm. with the with the, uh, with the house.
2: Well, based on what you're telling me right now, my, you know, my, my first reaction would be that the, the switch that's controlling it or the, you know, the gauge that's controlling it is, um, is malfunctioning, um, or, or the setting is, you know, and so you got to get up there. And if it, if it's, if it's set on a humidistat and a combination humidistat and, uh, thermostat, which many of them are, something's not right. And so you know, there's a way to either test the switch or get a new one and replace it and see if that's what's causing the issue. Uh, 42% 42%, uh, humidity level in the bedroom is not that much. You want to make sure that you don't have an exhaust fan from a bathroom just dumping up into the attic space, Uh, you know, make sure those are vented outside. But, um, you know, an electrician, would be able to probably come and get up there and test that fan for you and that switch, and then if need be, okay. could replace the uh, the the switch for you and um, you know and then get it to operate correctly. That's what I would do. Frank, thanks so much for the phone call. Eight five seven five five seven four. Lou, this is Ed in Burr Ridge. Hey, Ed, good morning. You're on Housemarts Radio. Uh,
19: good morning to you, Lou. Uh, cold weather created a problem for us. The, uh, the water line feeding the dishwasher froze. Mm. So the question is, what options might we have to take care of that?
2: Um, that water line that leads that feeds the dishwasher comes from where?
19: Uh, comes from the adjacent sink.
2: And you can see it.
19: So we can see we can see the line under the under the sink, and then it goes through a um, the cabinet through the side wall of the cabinet uh into the cavity behind the uh behind the dishwasher
2: and it's still not water's still not flowing
19: oh it's flowing it's flowing now it has it has uh but i'm looking to kind of prevent it for the future
2: well um uh, but the water in the sink didn't freeze correct all right so then what obviously what you know that that line and and is it a flexible line or is it a solid copper line
19: It's a a flexible line, kind of with the the armor cable on it. Got
2: it, right. It's probably sitting on the floor, and back where the dishwasher is, my guess is, there's no base trim or ceiling. There might be drywall back there, but it's not, you know, that that gap is there. And so you probably get a fair draft that you don't feel under normal temperatures, but when it got really, really cold, it froze it right there. So two options. You could, oh, well, the
19: line the line uh, crosses over. It's above the floor of the cabinet, the um, so it's, it's about uh, I don't know, foot and a half, two feet up from the uh,
2: from the bottom of the cabinet. Right, but, that, but then but then it has but then it has to go back down because the connection point right. for the dishwasher is on the ground. You know, it's on the okay. on the bottom, so it may on go. Floor, it may yeah. it may come up, but then it hits the floor, and then comes across and makes a connection. So. Okay. A, when it's really, really cold, if you, pr- if you opened up the kitchen cabinet, you know, the, 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 the doors on the kitchen sink, that probably would alleviate the issue. If you want a more permanent...
19: I'm sorry, we tried using a, like a little heater fan to warm up under the cabinet, and it still froze. So the
2: heat's not... No, good. no, no, but, uh, but did you do that after it froze or before...
19: Uh, actually it's my daughter's house, so I'm not sure which she.
2: My point is, so, okay, my point is this, that extreme cold temperature, if you want to try and permanently fix this, you need to pull the dishwasher and you need to inspect what's going on that wall behind the dishwasher. And I bet you're going to find that there's no base trim and that the drywall probably doesn't meet the floor and there's a gap. And it could be as simple as getting some spray foam you know, like some great stuff and shoving it in there and expanding that to seal out the draft. Then that hole that the um, the line goes through out of the, the vanity sink, you could open that up a little bit more so that the air okay. flows in there. And then when we know the temperature is going to be colder, I mean, again, we were in some really extreme cold weather, right? But if you open up that mm-hmm. cabinet yes. before the, pi- wa- the pipe... Uh, you know um, freezes that should keep it from from freezing but after the fact it'll be very difficult you know you just got to let it the nice thing about a flexible line with the metal it's a rubber hose in there right so it froze it expanded a little bit it you know no harm no foul you shouldn't have any leaks uh had it been a, a, a solid copper line you run the risk of that being um you know a crack down the line so Pull the dishwasher, add some insulation, seal that up, caulk it if you have to, and that probably will help uh, alleviate that problem from happening ever again. Appreciate the phone call. All right. The auto show is coming up. Starts next week. Actually, the first look at charity is Friday night. I'm going to be there with my wife uh, at the Misericordia event, acting as the uh, MC and auctioneer along with... Um, 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 a bunch of other wonderful supporters of Misericordia, which will be absolutely wonderful. Alex Maragos, who is an uh, anchor with uh, NBC5, will be my uh, co-emcee. He's a really nice young man, and he's been very kind to help with um, um, the, the Misericordia auction as well. But you got to come out to the auto show because it's a lot of fun. We're actually going to be doing our show from the floor of the auto show next Saturday uh, from 6 to 10 a.m., And we're going to be giving out a bunch of tickets for it, and uh, so that'll be a lot of fun as well. But we're going to learn more about the auto show coming up with uh, J.C. Phelan, who is the chairman of the Chicago Auto Show. All that comes up after this report of WGN Radio News with Dave Schwan. You know, I get emails all the time from people. This one came in, it says, Dear Mr. Fix-It, when I got home from playing golf, my wife had left a note on the refrigerator door, and it read, It's not working. I can't take it anymore. Gone to stay with my mother. The guy said, I wasn't sure what to do. He goes, I opened up the fridge, the light came on, and the beer was cold. What the heck is she talking about?
0: He's here all morning, folks. Enjoy the veal. Now, back to your favorite stand up guy and fix up guy, Lou Manfredini and House Smarts Radio.
2: Welcome back to House Smarts Radio, Lou Manfredini. Now, um, you know, there are certain times of the year that I always look forward to. I love the spring when I can get out on my fishing boat and do a little bit of fishing. Uh, I love the summer when I can go swimming in a lake or in a pool. And I love February when I get to go to the auto show because it's one of my favorite things to do. And in particular, uh, I like to go to the first look for charity. I'm always involved with Misericordia and helping to raise money for them. But uh, the auto show is just a great way to uh, see all the different cars that are out there, all the new technology, and I wanted to talk to someone uh, about that. And joining me on the phone line is J.C. Phelan, who is the 2024 Chicago Auto Show chairman and the owner of Jack Phelan Chevrolet and Jack Phelan Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram. He also happens to be a friend of mine. Uh, J.C., good morning and welcome to Housemarts Radio.
13: Good morning, Lou. Thanks for having me. appreciate
2: it. Yeah, no, I, I'm excited to talk with you uh, concerning the auto show. Um, uh, first of all, congratulations on uh, being the chairman of the show. That's a, a nice honor, and uh, I'm sure it's it's created a, a little bit of work for you getting ready for the show.
13: Yeah, it's, uh, it is an honor. I appreciate that. Uh, following in my dad's footsteps a little bit, uh, he was about a little over, uh, I think it was about 18 years ago, and... Um, Yeah, we're in full swing, super excited to get it kicked off. Um, We've got our first look for charity night coming up February 9th, so we're uh, super, super excited and ready to go.
2: That that first look at charity, which I have had the privilege of participating in for a number of years, is really something. And uh, maybe for those that don't know, uh, this is something that you as a dealer group, all the... The the Chicagoland auto dealers, you know, d- doesn't matter what the uh, the brand is. It could be Chevy, Ford, Chrysler. Um, you all sort of participate to give back. Can you talk a little bit about what that means?
13: Yes, absolutely. So we started First Look for Charity thirty two years ago, and it is put on by the new car dealers in Chicagoland. Um, and every every year, there's eighteen local charities that participate. And they sell tickets to the event. And the, the proceeds are distributed um, to those 18 local charities. And to give you an idea, um, we're over $60 million raised um, since, since the inception of it. Wow. And um, super excited to uh, kick it off this year. Um, as you mentioned, Misericordia, Lurie's Children's Hospital, ALS United, special olympics illinois i mean really great charities that are and they're all local
2: yeah it's it's a wonderful list when you see and and you get to go to all these different rooms that they have these pre parties and then uh, essentially i mean you all you new car dealers kind of fund and get the place open there's a big expense to all that but you guys cover that to allow these charities to come in and, and raise this money and, and quite frankly it's a great way to go to the auto show because you're you get all dolled up and there's entertainment and i know a lot of times there's a raffle and it, it really is a lot of fun
13: it is a lot of fun we've got live music um the, the food we've, we've got this year is just out of this world great cocktails Um, and then kind of the the highlight of the night is we're going to give away, um, a really nice Chevrolet Blazer RS, um, really well-equipped vehicle. Um, and, uh, that's always a a kind of a a fun part of the night to, uh, someone goes home in a new car.
2: Yeah, that's pretty nice. Well, speaking of new cars, I mean, that's what the, the auto show is all about. And, and for those that maybe can't come to the, uh, the first look at charity, uh, what are the dates of the auto show and, 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 and what it, what is it to cost to get into it?
13: So it's February 10th through the 19th, uh, 10 AM each day we open up, uh, $17 for adults, $12 for senior seniors and kids, um, kids are free for children three and under. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a great event, really, uh, Great opportunity in in February to walk around in seventy three degree yeah. weather and <laughs> kick the tires and uh, um, have a lot of fun.
2: Yeah, and you've got a bunch of different uh, dealers that'll be present, and and you know it's not just about cars, but I know there's a lot of uh, commercial vehicles that are there, and and uh, uh, different opportunities for people to see what's the latest. I mean, I know that there's a you know, a lot of conversation about uh, electric vehicles, um, and, and, you know, many of the manufacturers are, are, you know, still making obviously combustion engine cars, but that, uh, selection of cars continues to grow, doesn't it?
13: Absolutely. And it's one of the great things about the Chicago auto show. We're, we're always adapting and, um, electric vehicles, EVs is, it's the buzz in the auto industry right now. And we we're kind of, we've dove right in. Um, Came up with an EV test track. Um, we're going to have nine brands on the test track this year. Wow! Um, so, so the consumers are going to be able to get in line and and uh, get into the vehicles and really experience and learn what it is um, about these EV EV vehicles and um, what it would be like to own one.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think that's super interesting, and and I think that uh, it's absolutely. Uh, a fun family event uh, coming. You know, even the regular days, you can go there during the day and see that. And the other thing too, uh, you know, uh, a lot of times, you know, people maybe are are a little off put if they go to a a dealership and you know they're not ready to buy and maybe they don't want to feel any pressure. And you know, I know for some some places it can be like that, but this is a no pressure situation to go see all the cars and then you can kind of take a look at all the different brands and decide like oh i really like this ford or i really like this chevrolet or i really like this kia uh, whatever it might be and then from that point you can make the next step to to visit a dealership which i think is a, a really good opportunity for people
13: yeah absolutely it, it really gets them the chance to kind of sit behind the wheel feel if they're if, if the vehicle feels right to them we've got product specialists on the floor, but as you say, they're not salespeople, and and they're very, um, uh, they have the ability to get you any kind of information you need, and and they're willing to follow up as well. If you give an email address, you can kind of communicate and get some some feedback on the vehicle, Um, so real stress-free environment to take a look at, at all the latest products.
2: Love it. Absolutely love it. All right. The Chicago Auto Show is happening from February 10th through the 19th at McCormick Place. As you mentioned, it opens at 10 a.m. every day. Uh, Closing times vary, so you can go to the website. And um, where do people go, JC? Two places. If they want to come to the first look at charity, I know there's a separate website for that, and then there's another website for regular tickets, correct? Correct.
13: Yes. So firstlookforcharity.org, you can purchase your first look tickets, or chicagoautoshow.com. Not only can you purchase your auto show tickets, um, it gives you all the information of what's going to be going on at the show, any different events, um, and then you can also even download the Chicago Auto Show app and be totally mobile. And highly recommend doing that. You can purchase your tickets on there and kind of uh navigate the show
2: that way that's great JC Phelan is the twenty twenty four Chicago auto Show chairman and the owner of Jack Phelan Chevrolet and Jack Phelan Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram JC it's always nice to speak with you thanks so much for uh taking the time and I will see you at the auto show
13: thanks Lou appreciate it
2: you're listening to how Smarts radio with me Lou Manfredini. our phone number is eight five seven five five seven four Lou eight five seven. 5574568 we'll take a quick break get it break like put the brakes on <laughs> right after this
0: You're tuned in to Lou Manfredini. Hi, Lou. How are you today?
2: I am doing great on this beautiful, beautiful day. How may I help you this morning?
4: And House Smarts Radio. Accidentally, some candle wax was spilled on my laminate kitchen floor. He's taking your calls live. I Googled it and it said use warm water and vinegar, and I tried
11: that and it doesn't do any good.
0: On any questions about your home that the old Google can't answer (laughs) for (laughs) you. Now back to your host, Lou, right here on House Smarts Radio.
1: It's been such a long time.
2: 857 4 Lou. Looking forward to that auto show. Oh, that's going to be fun. The time doesn't for
1: me. It keeps on rolling.
2: Go back to the phone lines. This is uh, Vicki in Orland Park. Hi, Vicki. You're on Housemarts Radio. Good morning.
11: Hi, Lou. Good morning. Uh, I'm worried my house might be falling down. Uh-oh. Yeah, the um, it's probably been built in the late 70s, early 80s, a two-story with a basement. The floorboards squeak ridiculously. The floors under the carpet and under the tile are uneven, and you can feel if you stand on what, two different boards, your feet are going kind of up and down. Nails on the strips between the rooms pop up, and I hammer them back down. Mm. I've noticed cracks in the walls, over the doorways, along the corners of the doorways. And now doors are not closing evenly, or they're hard to close. There was a draft in the winter. I could literally put my finger in between the door and the, the frame, And outside the house, away from the house, some of the land has sunk down near drains. I don't know what kind of drains. I've actually called the village to come and look, and they say no big deal. Our sidewalk has cracks. Our driveway is uneven. And we do, in our kitchen, have a dishwasher that's leaked over the years, and I feel like the floor, it's a Wilson art floor, but under the floor, it feels kind of squishy sometimes, and that's the only place in the basement we don't have a, a drywall ceiling. So I've gone down there and looked at the beam, and sometimes the beam looks wet to me. Hmm. So I'm just getting nervous because now I'm walking around and spotting these cracks, and I'm not 100% sure how long these cracks have been here, but I check them every day now. And I don't know what to do.
2: All right. Well, um, and you have a basement in this house? Yes. Okay. And is it finished or unfinished?
11: It's finished and it's carpeted. Um, you can't see if there's cracks in the basement, but recently I was walking around and I felt with my bare feet that maybe there was a little crack under the carpet, but, um, couldn't tell cause it's carpeted. And the other part of the basement, there's just one room in the back where you can actually see the floor. And I haven't noticed any cracks mm-hmm.
2: in there. Well, we need to start with the foundation, right? To but With anything, it's 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 critical to the rest of all the issues that um, you're talking about. But the fact that you can't see any of the foundation walls, I mean, um, you know, this is something that you could get a company like Permaseal to come out and do an evaluation, okay. a free evaluation, to kind of see what's going on with the foundation. And they can look around you know, the doors and the creaking floors and things that you're talking about and maybe take some measurements and some visual inspection and what they can mm-hmm. see in the foundation to find out what's going on. They may determine that, mm-hmm. in fact, you have a a, a foundation issue that, um, you know, that uh, may need to be corrected using push piers or whatever. Anything else that you would do would have to come after that if, in fact, they determined that it was uh, an issue with the foundation. And then from there, you would proceed with, you know, different contractors. I mean, you know, what you're describing, uh, you know, seems like Mm -hmm. there's a lot going on, but it would start with an inspection and an evaluation about what's going on with the foundation first.
11: Okay. Okay. Is my house dangerous in the
2: meantime? (laughs) I mean, I, I can't, you know, I can't determine that over the radio, but I mean... Yeah. Um you know get them out there as quickly as possible to determine i i don't think it's dangerous okay. but let's figure out what's going on first and move the move the needle along so you can get this thing uh uh fixed once and for all
11: okay thank you i didn't know where to start
2: all right good luck i appreciate you calling this morning uh 8575574lu that's how it works um you know you got a problem and you need some help with it uh, just pick up the phone and give me a call. I'm happy to help listen and give you an opinion, uh, you know, to to kind of determine what's going on. I, th- I think a lot of times, you know, people see um, a, a problem with the home. It's kind of like when you're not, you know, feeling well, and then you go to the web and you start, well, what is this pain I have right here? And then, you know, you go down the rabbit hole of WebMD and, you, you know, you think that you have some terrible... Uh,
0: I feel like you're directing this towards me.
2: No, I was actually directing it towards your brother and his knee. Um <laughs> your, oh, I thought your you were brother talking who's like the 30, esophagus. right? Right. The esophagus, the him, knee,
0: the shoulder, which one which right, one are you talking? Right.
2: About? He's completely healthy and he's like I think I need my knee replaced or whatever and so, you know, you can go down that path and <laughs> it, 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 it's the same with your house. I mean, you know, um, you know, Lindsay, I'm sure you've heard it, uh, you know, the past couple, few shows since we had the terrible cold weather everybody's calling in with my house never did this before. You know, what's going on? I never realized that this was doing this. And, um, you know, those kinds of weather extremes can have a real effect on, um, on what's going on around your home, but it, it, it isn't anything to overreact. Sometimes the easiest, quickest thing to fix, you know, can be, um, can be just a minor repair if you want to do it for sure. And I, I mentioned about the auto show coming up that we're, uh, Going to uh, be part of next week doing our broadcast. The, the public show uh, runs from February 10th through the 19th, starting at 10 a.m. And uh, it goes, uh, opens up at 10 a.m. each day. If you go to uh, ChicagoAutoShow.com, you can find tickets and information there as well. Let's see if we can d- get one more call in here before we take a break. This is John in Yorkville. Hey, John, good morning. You're on House Radio.
18: Good morning, Lou. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. Uh, I talked to you before. I have a new home that was recently built in Yorkville, and I have problems with the floor where I think that uh, they didn't nail it very good and and, it makes noise all the time. Okay. I talked to someone about doubling up joists. I thought I would do like every other joist in the high traffic area. So the joist is 12 inches tall. And they want to put in a 10 inch joist, and I asked them if they were going to raise it to two inches to touch the bottom of the floor, and they said no on the uh the beams. I was wondering if that was a good way to do it
2: and they're going to they're going to mechanically are they going to bolt the new joist to the old one?
18: I was going to ask you if we should bolt it and or, or screw it and how far apart and how far from the top, I mean, from the floor.
2: Well, okay, so it doesn't matter, okay, if if they're going to sister in some joist, whether they go up to the bottom of the floor with a 2x10 or lay it down to the bottom and just have it bare up top, that doesn't bother me. As long as wherever the joist is bearing on the wall or the beam is making contact, right? So um, let's say for the sake of the argument, they're just going to pop those thing in and the bottom edge is going to be what they line up. Then if it were me, I would drill and bolt it. Uh, I would actually, I'd use some construction adhesive as well um, and, you know, lay that in on the inside, flip it over, clamp it. Then take, um, you know, I don't know, maybe three eighths inch bolts that are, um, you know, a good, uh, three and a half inches long with washers on both sides. And, um, I'd bolt them probably in a, a pattern, like one top and one bottom every four feet or so to draw the wood together, make the glue, um, connect and bond there as well to make that a solid beam and you know if you're getting a bounce out of the floor that can certainly help uh to alleviate the bounce by adding an additional uh two by ten but then the other big thing is you're going to need bridging right where they take um they take wood crisscrossing between the joists and that's typically every eight feet along the run And if they're putting in the new sister and they take bridging out, make sure they put it back because it's that flex of the joist where it kicks in or out that can cause a bounce there. And you want to eliminate that along with the added um, joist going in there. And, you know, sure, every other one can work, but if it's really bouncy, you may want to do every one with a 2x10 and then bolt it there as well. Thanks so much for the phone call. Bumping up against time. The news is next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. Don't go away. We'll be right back. You're listening to Lou Manfredini. Oh, my gosh. We've had the worst problem with ants at our house. And I've used my go-to traps that I love. Since I did that, the ants are gone.
0: Bringing you lots of useful information.
2: Now, it could be a combination of all things that I did. And this was the, the final Rocky Punch, right? I can't see anything.
0: And lots of, well... Fun facts.
2: Remember in Rocky II, they're rolling Rocky in a wheelchair. The reporter says, hey, Rock, any brain damage? And now his eyes are completely swollen. shut. He goes, (laughs) not that I can see. Now
0: back to Lou.
2: (laughs) What were we talking about?
0: Right here on House Smarts Radio.
2: I was sad to hear that Carl Weathers passed away, the actor who played Apollo Creed. 76 years old. That's so sad. 857 5, 557 5, 4 Lou. He was just recently in some uh, commercials for the Super Bowl, too. I wonder if those are still going to air. Too bad. 76, man. That is a bummer. 857 5, 557 5, 4 Lou. 857 8. Welcome back to House Smarts Radio. This is uh, Bob in Elgin. Hey, Bob. Good morning.
7: Hi, good morning. How are you? I'm doing great. Um, I had a question for you. I change my filters on my furnace every month. However, this month it was different. It came out very black, like soot. And I just want to confirm maybe what I'm thinking here is that we used our fireplace a lot, the guest fireplace this past month. And my wife likes to light those candles. So I was wondering if that could possibly be it.
2: It definitely could. Uh, there is a phenomenon called candle sooting, which can be um, an issue when you burn a lot of, you know, open flame candles, and that circulates through, and it's kind of this waxy, the soot is, you know, kind of an oily substance in the air. And this past month, you know, the other thing, everybody's getting their electric and gas bills, and they're like, holy smokes, We, you know, that was really high. That unit was running a lot. The other thing I will tell you, though, is when is the last time you had that gas fireplace chimney cleaned and inspected?
7: Uh, that was last year. Okay, all right, good. And that's why we're using it so much this year. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Why yeah. We're using it so much this year.
2: Good. And then, as far as you know, the gas appliance itself, have you noticed any that that's clean burning, or are you seeing a lot of uh, kind of black soot on the you know the ceramic logs?
7: I uh, haven't noticed anything as far as the fireplace goes. Uh, the furnace is about two years old, too. So, yeah. I, I mean, this is the first time I've seen something You've
1: like that. You've
2: seen this. it like that, yeah. My guess is your what you're describing and what your thought process is makes a lot of sense. But just make sure that the you uh, you know when you, when you run that gas fireplace, those flames should have a consistent color to them. And then look very closely at the ceramic logs, and if you can take a you know, a little nylon dry brush, and if you see black soot on there and you can wipe it away, it might not be burning clean and the burner might need to be cleaned up a little bit. And that you can do, you know, yourself if you want. Take the logs out and with a wire brush, clean the the burner tube a little bit and inspect the holes where the gas comes out make sure those are clean. Um, And that can help to make sure that it all burns cleanly
7: yeah i'll check it out i know last year they replaced all the parts except for the logs um so i'll check it out
2: yeah you should be in good shape should be in good shape
7: any concerns i should be worried about if like breathing the stuff in or
2: i mean it isn't uh it isn't something i would do for a long time (laughs) and so some fresh you know (laughs) that i mean here's the thing you know, we spend all this time and money making our homes as energy efficient as possible. And as we tighten up our homes to save money on our energy bill, anything that we do inside the house, we're breathing. And so, you know, the the, the drafty old house, you know, the George Bailey used to live in. Why do we have to live in such a drafty old house? That was actually a pretty healthy house because uh, you 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 got a lot of fresh air that kind of came in from different spots. So you need to balance that out. Make sure that everything you're using is clean. Uh, burning, uh, when you're cooking, use exhaust fan, all that kind of stuff. Um, but, you know, I think if you keep changing that filter out, the filter's doing its job. And um, I'm a you know big proponent now ever since we got to COVID where if you've got a forced air system, you should be changing that filter monthly with a pleated filter, in my opinion.
7: Okay, great. We definitely got that drafty house too with these windows we got, but uh, we're getting those replaced in a couple months. So I appreciate your time.
2: You got it. Thanks, Bob. Appreciate you calling as well. 857 Lou is our phone number. This is uh, Mabra in Wheaton. Hi, Mabra.
20: Hi, Lou.
2: How can I help you? you? I'm good. How can I help you?
20: Um, I have a strange question. I live in a five-town home development. We have outside water spigots in the backyard. Mine is not visible. I've been here four years. I'm not able to locate it. I have a deck. It's probably a foot off the ground, but there's like um, solid trim on the bottom. Am I going to have to remove that trim or the deck boards to find out where that spigot is?
2: Do you have a basement?
20: I have a basement.
2: Can you it's finished? Oh, okay. So you can't see the pipe. You can't. It's finished. So. Where the spigot should be, if you go over there in the basement, you can't see a pipe.
20: I'm not sure. I know where the spigot should be. That's the other issue.
2: Okay. Um, well, let me ask you this: You said you're in a townhome development. So where your uh-huh. where your unit is is there a mirror uh-huh. is there a mirror unit to yours? Yes. Okay. Can you see their spigot? Yes. And where is? And is that where your deck is?
20: My deck, yes, yes.
2: And that those people don't have a deck.
20: They do not have a deck.
2: Okay, so I would, I would guess that in a townhome development, you know, it's all about speed when they're building these things, and, you know, on the blueprint, they are be like, all right, the spigot goes here on every single one. You know, it's the same thing, same okay. thing. Mm-hmm. So I would I would concentrate on that area, and if you can, you know, okay. look underneath, and if you don't see any evidence or any pipe sticking out, it could be that when the deck was built, did you build it or somebody else?
20: No, no. The, the town's probably about 30 years old. Okay,
2: so it was there when you bought the place. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. it 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 could have been that the then people were like, "I want this deck, Oh, there's a spigot. Just cap it and cut it, and that's it. I don't need the spigot." Um, oh, okay. I mean, okay. that's I'm I'm guessing, but um, mm-hmm. and you've lived in this townhome for a while,
20: for four years.
2: Okay. Now, one other question: Is there a mechanical room in the basement? Yes. And where is that in relationship to the back area where the deck is?
20: It
2: is My point is probably. my point is mm-hmm. could I have a plumber come or could you have a plumber where the mechanical mm-hmm. room is and put a spigot right outside of where the mechanical room is, would that be convenient for you? Oh
20: that'd be awesome. So would that be a possibility then? I could contact a plumber and see if that could be done.
2: Correct. So if you called okay. somebody like Center Guard Plumbing and, you, mm-hmm. you know, you could take a picture of your mechanical room and, you know, there's mm-hmm. pr- probably the water pipes there and say, I need a spigot right here. Can you drill a hole in here and connect it to the water for me so I can put a hose on there? And they could probably, okay. if you took, if you took the, r- the right amount of pictures, they could give you an estimate via a text.
20: Oh, that's perfect, because I can't believe that four units would have water and mine would not
2: correct my guess is it got capped As when the deck supplement. when the deck was built
20: Ah, uh, okay so it could be done then
2: a hundred percent
20: all right okay thank you lou
2: thank you i appreciate you calling this morning it is 9 20 in the morning you're listening to house Marts radio with me lou Maferdini, broadcasting from the perma seal foundation repair studios we'll take a quick break and be back after this <laughs>
0: You're tuned into Lou, your favorite handyman, right here on House
1: Smart Radio.
2: 857-5574 Lou. 857 557 is our phone number. House Smart's Radio with me, Lou Manfredini. This is uh, Matt in Lombard. Hey Matt, good morning. You're on House Marts Radio. Hey, Lou, I love you, my friend. <laughs> Matt, I love you. Is it wrong for two men to express their love for each other on a Saturday morning? No, I don't I- think so.
15: Well, the exciting thing after over a decade, last weekend, my wife comes into the house and says, "Hey, I was listening to Lou Manfredini today," and I go, "What? That's <laughs> <laughs> great!"
1: Because
15: I always tell her, "Like, her oh, she was listening to it on her own." Okay, to my question, Lou. Um, about five years ago, uh, I had a uh, a landing and and some some stairs uh, put in my back um, my back door. Okay. Uh, the pressure treated wood. Okay. And from what I recall, the gentleman that were putting it in said you couldn't do any sort of sealant on it because it has to bleed, if that sounds correct. That being said, it has never been sealed or what have you. And I just noticed on one of the steps, it is, you know, rotted away a little bit. Mm. And obviously I want to patch that and seal it if it's not too late
2: probably what the what what they mentioned is when you when you put treated lumber down unless it's kiln dried cedar it's wet when it goes in and so it's a good idea to let it sit there out in the open and dry for you know probably 3 to 4 months before you do anything because any kind of stain or anything you put on there would not you know adhere well now you say there's rotted wood is it like just a little section, or does the board need to be replaced?
15: No, it's just a little section. Up, you know, on the second step down, right in the middle, to where like that piece was cracked. You know, had a, had a, had a seam or whatever in it. So it's it's probably like a, a maybe one by three inch area that's, you know, flaking away like rotted, but the rest of it seems very solid. So I was hoping I could patch it with whatever you recommend and then come. So why don't you, let's,
2: yeah, let's do this. So, um, I would dig out that section where it's rotted out and get to this as much of a solid piece of wood as you possibly can. Right. Then I want you to use a two part, uh, wood epoxy patching material It's actually a company out of Kenosha, Wisconsin, Salute to K-Town, called Abitron, okay? And uh, Abitron is, um, you'll find it at an Ace, or you can look online, and it's a very good, you're going to build it up in that area, and then you're going to sand it nice and smooth. And then once you do that, maybe prior to this, pressure wash the whole area, right, and get it as clean as possible, then do the patching. Sand that nice and smooth, on the treads themselves. Sand those a little bit. Any of the flat surface. Open up those pores a little bit, so that um, y- you know the, the the I want you to use a semi-transparent stain on the on the patio. The stain is what's really going to protect it, right? And um, you're going to apply that on there once it warms up, right? When we get the springtime here, and um, sure. That'll go in. I really like this product called Penafin, and um, and so Penafin is a, a really good rosewood oil base stain that will absorb in there and protect that uh, wood. And you'll probably get a good five years of performance, if not longer, from that if you put it on there. Okay, is P E N A F I N? P E N O F I N Penafin. P-E-N-O-F-I-N, Penofin. And you okay. you neither ha- you have to find a dealer. It's not at the big boxes. It's many ace stores carry it, many paint dealers carry it and they they make both a like their their bread and butter, it comes in a blue can. if the if this uh, area gets a lot of sun, then they make a red can that costs a little bit more, but it's a uh, it has a higher UV uh, break. you know it's it's gonna be like five get ga- five bucks more for the gallon. so it's not like a crazy increase in price but if it gets a lot of sun i would use the red can in a cut, and it's got to have a the key with you're doing any kind of deck or outdoor wood it's the color in the stain that protects the wood it's not the water repellency i want to see the water bead it's Mm -hmm. the color that goes into the wood fibers that protects it it's the sun that really beats this stuff up and um that's what you want to do so check that out for the Um penifin product
15: so glad you said that because you can't go in our back in, in the afternoon the sun is just unbearable so oh really thank you for that yeah
2: addition.
15: It, yeah that, that's what's doing it lou so do you sell that at your villa park ace we do okay awesome again lou thank you so much i appreciate you
2: and i appreciate you you know sharing me with your wife and so that we had an our own little moment on the radio
1: <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> lou. have a good
2: day you too i appreciate you calling so i went to uh uh one other thing uh, we went to go see the at the lyric the the there's a opera called champion which is about boxing which is really now the more i think about it i really liked it and i had to go out to the car because i parked in the wrong spot and i was leaving i said to the guy go hey can i get back in here and he goes yeah yeah you can come back in you know and he goes eddie you bring what's her name from uh channel nine and i go robin Baumgartner, yeah yeah did you bring her i go no i didn't oh i really like you two together and so when i saw robin on uh friday morning i told her that she's like he didn't even know my name i go he knows who you are <laughs> really funny uh very funny all right 857-5574 lou is our phone number let's go into the wgn radio newsroom and check in with dave schwann
5: and we call it a phone, but we don't really use
0: it much
18: as a phone, do we? No, we
0: don't. Time for just text me. We don't have to talk. Oh my
15: god, I got to talk.
18: Talking is work. you got to make facial expressions. You got to suck air in.
19: You got to blow it out.
2: Can I tell you that I am so excited each week, even more excited now with Just Text Me because it's sponsored by my friends at Centerguard Plumbing where you're just a text away from install today. And I will tell you also that Lindsay and I are back and forth working about a custom rejoin uh, because we're so ex- excited about our sponsorship. <laughs> and Lindsay has sent a few uh, suggestions, and I have said no. Yeah. <laughs> and then we did come up with something. So stay tuned for the new custom open coming very Ooh. soon. Mm-hmm. We don't care where you text is from. That's all I'm going to leave you with. Ooh, good tease. <sighs> uh, but you uh, can call us at 857 557 4 but you can also text us mm-hmm. at that line, and you have some text messages for me? If you are
0: attending other business.
2: <laughs> okay, you're giving too much information. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. First text, Lou, it's time to replace the carpeting in the bedroom. The bedroom meets the hall, which is hardwood, and 27 years old, I don't want to refinish the hall because it would lead to refinishing most of the house. Hmm. My question is, can I use another color or species of wood without it looking strange? Do I put it on an angle?
2: Oh, in in other words, they want to replace the carpeting but then put wood. Wood, wood. right. <clears throat> um. Well... I think that what you do there, uh, here's what I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. You can do whatever you want in that room and put wood in there. And you could go with the same wood or close to a finish. You could do a pre-finished floor, which it sounds like that's what you want to do. That way there's not a lot of sand, sanding and dust and whatnot. But the minute you put that new floor in, it's going to show you how dingy the old one is. And then you're going to be like, what am I doing? And so... I, I promise you that's what's going to happen. So if you want to get it all refinished, then put it the same wood in there and have them finish it all, and it'll look like it was always there. Or put new wood in, do whatever you want in that room, which is fine. Just have a transition between the two floors, and then call me in a year when you're like, I'm right. finishing the whole rest of the house, and you were right. That's <laughs> the one time I say, I know I'll be right.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So how about another one?
0: All right. Next, my flat garage roof pools water, and with the ice melt, there's a seam that's now leaking into the garage. Mm. The roofer says a new flat roof will pitch correctly. It's also a $10,000 proposition. I need an alternative to just seal that steel roof. What can I use or do?
2: Well, I mean, with the flat roof, the roofer is not incorrect, but you could get somebody like a Lindholm Roofing to come out, and they can cut out that low spot in the roof probably the insulation underneath there there's like a rigid insulation that's under there is also damaged they can uh put new insulation there and then remodify over the top of that and get that hump out of there so that it drains effectively if the rest of the roof is in decent shape other than this little pooling or pond you have up there then cutting that out and patching it replacing it is absolutely an option, which will be less than $10,000. How about one more uh, from our text line?
0: Oh, that sounds like a great idea, Lou. Um, Let (laughs) me just read the next one for you. It says (laughs) this. Good morning. We are looking for a reputable duct cleaning company that services Moni, Illinois. Can you recommend us a company nearby?
2: Mm. Um, I don't have a... I mean, I don't have a specific in Moni that can go down there. I think that... um, you know there are several different companies. the The biggest thing is this: when you're looking for duck cleaning companies, check their uh, references, and you're looking for ones that not only use a vacuum but use an air whip that they put into the ductwork work to loosen up the debris. There's a lot of controversy, not controversy, opinions rather about duck cleaning. I am one that thinks that it is something that should be done every seven years or so, eight years. There's so much dust in the house and it's constantly going through there why wouldn't you clean that uh, a place to go check it out probably that you could find somebody is the NARI website nari.org that's the national association of the remodeling industry and there should be members there uh that have it that's our just text me segment sponsored by our friends over at center guard plumbing where you're just a text away from install today eight five seven five five seven four Lou eight five seven five five seven four five six eight. This is uh, Mary Ann in Bartlett. Hi Mary Ann, you're on Housemarts Radio.
6: Hi, thank you for taking my call. Sure. Uh, I have an ejector pump that is ejecting every nine minutes. I I don't know what's wrong with it. I'm having a new check valve put in this weekend sometimes because it's making a loud boom. But I'm just worried about it going off every nine minutes. It's 33 years old.
2: Wait, it's an ejector or a sump pump?
6: No, it's an ejector pump.
2: So it connects to a toilet.
6: No, no, no. I don't even have a bathroom downstairs. The water goes from a utility sink when I use it, my furnace, and my humidifier, which I have now shut off.
2: (laughs) Okay, and and even when you're not running the water, it's going off. Okay. Yeah. And the pump is 33 years old?
6: Yeah, the ejector pump is 33 years old. I okay. got a new sub-pump in the corner of the house that does the perimeter water. Right. Could the two be connected somehow? Because that pump is going off like crazy, too, with the warmer weather.
2: Um, well, they they shouldn't be, but it's okay. po- it's possible. So it is possible that the pit, your ejector pit, because of the age... Has right. worn out and is now perforated, and so oh. it, it could be that groundwater is now entering the ejector pit, and essentially, uh, in other words, is the sump pump? Do, do, have you noticed do the sump pump and the ejector pit kind of go off simultaneously, or as at o-
6: time, or, yeah. or as often, at
2: or time, yeah. as often? No, then, not
6: as often. The ejector goes off more than the the regular sub
2: pump okay. does. and you've turned off your humidifier, and so there's no water. Yeah. There's, you're not adding any water to it. I mean,
6: you, other than the, the high efficiency furnace spitting out water, but I don't think that's enough to have yeah. the pump go off every. Nine
2: minutes. Not every, not every night. <laughs> no, not every nine minutes. But um, you probably need a new pump as well, uh, Marianne. Because, oh, okay. I mean, a thirty. The average life of a you you should put that pump in a museum because the average life is about oh. 7 or 8 years old but if you're going to have oh, a pl- really? if you're going to have a plumber come and look at this yeah have them inspect the pit and see if it has holes in it i mean if you mention the fact that here's the, a couple things you're you're going to have a plumber come do all this work right yeah okay so there's a couple things to try one is, and you can talk to the plumber, you can unplug that 33-year-old pump. Because I assume the lid on this is sealed, correct?
6: Oh, yes, it is. Okay. Yes, it is.
2: So they would uncover the pump, and they would briefly look at you know, what they could see with the water in there. But if you unplug the pump, uh-huh. if, if water is still coming into it and no water is on, then that's a good sign that the pit itself is compromised and you need to replace the pit. Oh, okay. It's a little more involved, okay, because we've got a a, a, a a sewer line, you know, pipeline coming in from a floor drain, probably in the laundry sink, and right. um, and we need to disconnect all that, put a new pit and reconnect it, set it, you know, probably add some gravel to hold it down, uh, and then you know, patch some concrete around it. So this is quite involved, but oh my god, that pit should not have any holes in it; it should only be. Um, it should only be taking in, you know, quote sewer water from uh, your. In your case, it's only gray water from a sink, but it right. should not be connected to the groundwater whatsoever. Uh, and so, we need to determine that. And um, if if they if he or she says, yeah, you know, this this pit is perforated, you technically shouldn't leave it, but if you did and you unplugged the pit and the water came to a certain level and stopped, well they could put a new pump in but raise it up so it doesn't run as often. But now your ejector pit is kind of acting as two things and it should it shouldn't be that way.
20: Okay.
2: The ejector pit but should if un- I
20: the, Go ahead. If
6: I unplugged the ejector pump, wouldn't the water just Come into my basement.
2: Well, no. So that's why we're going to have the oh. <clears throat> we're going to have the plumber. We need the lid off. Remember, water okay. water seeks its own level. So if you unplug that pump and the water level comes up to a certain level and stops, and it's uh-huh. two feet below the top of the pit, well, it's just going to sit there. And then you do have an ejector pit that's going to be working. Excuse me, a sump pump that's going to be working as well. Right. But. Um, those are two separate systems, and they should operate that way. Okay. So oh, Looks like
6: it's going to be a bigger job than just a, a silenced check valve.
2: <laughs> Correct. Let's just see what happens. But they need to take it apart, and it sounds like that pit is leaking from groundwater into it.
6: Okay. Sounds good.
2: Good luck, Marianne. Right. I appreciate you calling this morning. Thanks so much, 857 557 4 857 557 4 Lou. 857 557 4568 is our phone number. Don't go away. We'll be right back.
0: Most people love the weekends. A little R&R, time with the family, maybe some celebrating. Unless you have a to-do list around the house a mile long. How can I... How do I find... When do I need to... I don't know what to do. Hey, you only know what you know. And what you don't know, maybe Lou does. I'm
2: not that smart, but I'm no dummy. (laughs) Give him
0: a call with any of your home improvement questions. Now back to Lou Manfredini and House Smarts Radio.
5: I'm only one. I'll be there to save the
1: day, Superman got
2: 857 557 4 857-557-4568 is our phone number. Let's go back to the phone lines. This is Jim in Chicago. Hey, Jim, good morning.
16: Well, i got a weird problem. I've got a three-story building with a commercial store on the first floor and two apartments above. The two apartments above are heated by steam boiler, which is located in the basement. Okay. The, the radiators in the second and third floor seem to get hot in the rear half of the apartment, but not the front half of the apartment. The thermostat for both apartments is on the third floor. So when it reaches its level, let's say 70 degrees, it turns off the boiler but, of course, the second floor, radiators aren't getting hot.
2: Right.
16: Is it the piping?
2: What well, could it be? Yeah, I mean, so here's – and it's steam, not hot water, correct? Correct. Yeah. Here's the problem with steam. There's not a lot of people left in the industry <laughs> that – no, no, no. I mean, you laugh, but there's not a lot of people left right. that service steam boilers because – they're just not training people in that anymore. It's it's almost becoming a little bit of a lost art. Um, the steam, you know, it's all about balancing and piping, and um, you know, it's single pipe system. It it you know it 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 the steam forms in the in the radiator, they're really hot, and then it that travels back down the same pipe, and it could be that it needs to be flushed. It could be so, it, it probably has everything to do with the piping. It could be the location of the thermostat. Um, and it's problematic. Like, how old is that boiler, Jim?
16: Oh, it's probably 15 or 20 years old. And how. Well, one weird thing that occurs. Go ahead. One more weird thing that occurs is if there are six ribs in the radiator, the first one will get hot, the next five don't.
1: Yeah.
2: It probably is. Um, it probably is. The whole system needs to be flushed. All the radiators probably need to be taken apart and flushed. And yeah, that is not an inexpensive proposition. Indeed. And so the question becomes: Do you know, like, so you you own this building, and there's a com- the how is the commercial building on the first floor heated? With steam as well.
16: No gas force there.
2: Okay, they have their own. So the boiler is only servicing the two apartments.
16: Correct.
2: How big are those two apartments? Uh, six rooms each. Okay. I'm gonna, the, the I, rear. The rear. The rear rooms
16: warm up. The front rooms don't. <laughs>
2: right. So here's here's the I'm I'm gonna just throw some numbers out there kind of as a guess. Okay. If you hired uh. A boiler company to come out and if in fact you needed to flush the system like I just said and had to take apart all the radiators and they had to get this thing going and you know if they were successful doing all this it wouldn't surprise me if you spent close to $10,000 okay maybe not 10 but all of 7 you know, by the time you had the labor and you know, to do all of this. And that's if they're successful. Okay? <laughs> no, no, no. But I mean I'm just being honest with you in the sense that you know, you do know. you do all this work, you do all this work and you're still left with a steam boiler that not a lot of people are working on anymore. Okay. So yeah. is your plan to keep this building for a while?
16: Yeah, a bit longer.
2: Okay. It's I want years. you I want so what I would do is, do you have a steam boiler contractor? Uh, there was one whose name was
16: on the boiler, so I called him, and he said he's no longer working on uh, residential boilers, okay. only commercial.
2: All right. So there's a company, I keep on Evanston, but I've been doing some work there, and I've been working with some contractors. There's a company been around for a very long time called Flader Plumbing and Heating. F-L-A-D-E-R. Got it. Okay. Contact them. They're in Evanston. They're in Evanston. Contact them and get an estimate of what it would take to see if they could get this to work. Now, at the same time, I want you to go to getacomfyhome.com. And I want you to contact Mitsubishi. About installing a split system heating and cooling system in those two apartments and abandoning the steam boiler.
16: Give me that last part again. I'm going to write that down.
2: Getacomfyhome.com. See? Home.com. Got it. They could put in a unit in each apartment, units, so there would be multiple cartridges on the walls this is would be an all electric system that would heat and cool the apartments so i don't know if you have air conditioning in there now window so you'd eliminate the window air conditioners and this would be heating and cooling all electric each room would have its own thermostat it would cost more than 10 grand to do both of those apartments but not much more, and then you'd be done and modern and comfortable and not have to worry about it.
16: Would that require duct work?
2: Nope. No. Each... Where does the heat come from, the radiator? No. Nope. So the split system has a cartridge that hangs on the wall. They drill one 3-inch hole in the wall, and they run it back to an inverter, like a condensing unit that they mount outside.
10: Mm-hmm.
2: And you can size the system that one inverter or condenser, as you and I would think, can operate up to five cartridges in your six rooms. You wouldn't even need five; you'd probably need four. Okay. Well, that's a you have a good your alternative. you have your marching orders, sir. Yes. Goodbye. Thank you very much for calling. All right, 857-557-4LU. This is John. John, good morning. You're on House Marts radio. Good morning, Lou. How are you? How can I help you, sir?
9: I have an old PVC shower base that's got stains in it. How can I get rid of these stains?
2: Old PVC. Is it a white almond? Tell me the color. Excuse me? Is it white? Is it almond? What color is it? It's white. Okay. Um, do you have a cordless drill? Yes, I do. All right. Do you have a drill brush on the end of that cordless drill? Uh, not, at, not at this time, but I can get one. I want you to do that, and I want you to spray the base with a cleaning product, one of two cleaning products that, it, that you can find. Uh, That should be in supply, uh, because it's not a disinfectant, but it's a really good cleaner. Um, One is called Crud Cutter, and they make a degreaser cleaner. And I want you to spray that on the acrylic full strength and let it sit there for about 10-15 minutes. The other one is called Kaboom. So they they both start with a K. Either one, if you can find it, spray it on there, let it sit there for about 5-10 minutes... Then carefully with the scr- scrubbing brush, the drill brush on the end of your um, cordless drill, start to work in a circular motion and really kind of scrub it and get into that base. Now, if this doesn't get it clean, that's it. You're not. There's no other cleaner that's gonna um, that's gonna get this uh, done for you. But it probably will do a really good job. If it doesn't, you may want to think about uh, refinishing that base, which uh, Rust-Oleum makes a a tub and tile paint that you could use on that acrylic base, but it's a five-year proposition, especially on a, a shower base, before you start to see some peeling.
14: Okay. What
8: kind of brush should I use?
2: This device, it's called a drill brush, goes on the end of your cordless drill, and it's a nylon brush. It's like a disc. With nylon tines on it, and you're, and it comes in different sizes. You'll find it at the hardware store, and put that on the end of that drill brush, and then um, you know, j- scrub away. Let the uh, you, you let the drill do all the talking and all the work, and um, and you'll be amazed at the results. It, 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 this device, these devices, to put on the end of cordless drills just do an amazing job so it's all about having the right tool right to get the job done and, and that's what you'll do with the cordless drill and the drill brush hey that was our last call sponsored by mitsubishi electric when heating and cooling your home mitsubishi electric is the last call you'll need to make the news is next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. Thanks so much for listening to House Smarts Radio, everybody. Lindsay, thanks for producing. Bob Ferguson for hitting all the buttons and you for listening, tuning in every Saturday morning. We so appreciate it. We'll be back next week with more House Smarts Radio. Hope you have a great weekend.